Florence, what would you do if you had a million dollars? I'll tell you what I'd do, man. Two chicks at the same time, man. <laughs> That's it? You, you had a million dollars, you, you'd do two chicks at the same time? Damn straight. I always wanted to do that, man. And I think if I were a millionaire, I could hook that up, too, because chicks dig dudes with money. Well, not all chicks. Well, the type of chicks that double up on a dude like me, dude. Good point. Unless your name's Brewster, cause Brewster's a punk. Parents let go, cause it's magic in the air. Criticizing rap, so you're out of order. Stop looking, listen to the phrase of Fred Astaire's, and don't get offended while Mace Dosey does your daughter. A dry camera roll system is now set. Fly around the store under Daisy production. It stands for the inner sound, y'all, in your cabet. That the action's not a trick, but show me the function. Everybody wants to be a DJ. Everybody wants to be an MC. But being speakers are the best. And you don't have to guess. Still, I'm so posse, consist of three, and that's a magic number. This here piece of the pie is not dessert, but the cost that we dine And three out of every darn time, the effect is mmm with a daisy rose in your mind Showing true position, this here piece is kissing the part of the pie that's missing Where that negative number fills up the casualty Maybe you can subtract it, you can call it your lucky partner Maybe you can call it your adjective but odd as it may be, without my one and two, where would there be my three? Mace pops me, and that's the magic number. What does it all mean? Focus is formed by flaunt of the soul. Souls who form style gain praise by pounds. Comment on speakers who honor the scroll. Scroll written daily creates a new sound. Listeners, listen, cause this here is wisdom. Wisdom of a speaker, a dub and a plug. Set aside a legal substance to feed them for now. Get them high off this dialect joke. Time is a factor, so it's time to count. Count not the negative actions of one. Speakers of soul say it's time to shout. Three forms the soul to a positive sum. Dance to this fix and flex every muscle. Space can be filled if you ride like a lumber. Advance to the tune, but don't do the hustle. Shake, rattle, roll to my magic number. Now you may try to subtract it, but it just won't go away. Three times one. What is it? One, two, three. That's a magic number.
yeah, buddies. It's the Ron and Fez show. And three is the magic number. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Ron Mannington, Fez Watley, Chris Stanley, and the Professor and Marianne all here with you for the next four, count them, four hours. Three-hour tours, please. So last year. We do a four-hour tour. That means you get 33% more of the Ron and Fez show. 33 and a third. So you don't want to just sit around there looking at your radio. It's a talk show. That means you get to talk too. But only about the Ichiban. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Ichiban, of course, means... Number one. Now, I discovered something coming in here today. The entire city of New York is left on vacation before us. I got a late start, so I'm like, I better grab a cab. I got here in seven minutes. That's fucking 3 a.m. hours. That's literally the, uh, you know, late night, no traffic, nothing... There is nobody on the streets. It's dead as Dillinger. Uh, not that I want to ruin the movie for you. Uh, here is uh, Jason. Jason and uh, Penn's Woods. Hey, what's up, boys? How's what, it going? What are you saying, my brother? Hey, I just wanted to give props to Chris Stanley for playing De La Soul today, man. Made my day, brother. Uh, Chris Stanley uh, bringing in three. Three is the magic number. And uh, no truer words. Uh, was that you or Mooch, Chris? Oh, that was me. We'll tell us soul. What's the story with you and them? Great band. But you're a soul boy. Yeah, both of it. It's great. You're a soul baby. North American scum. Who are the people going in the M&M studio? No clue. We with the, with the Mr. T starter set. You would think that would interfere with some of the equipment. Well, when you wear all those chains, aren't they supposed to be gold? I just didn't think they were, like, regular. And make sure you turn down the sound, because remember how everybody cried when they heard us making fun of... Uh, I forget who the fuck we were making fun of. Fergie. Who? Oh, Fergie. Fergie. And I thought we were kind of nice about her. We said how hot she was. Yeah. Played her music. And we said she wasn't a butterface, that her face was very, very cute in real life. I think some people just have features that jump out on TV. Uh, let's go to James in Alabama. You got the weight other than your shoulders. It's breaking your back. What do you got for me, brother? All right, I'm going to play this. So you can show people how it's done. All right, man. Just in time for vacation, a second Airbus plane crashes, disappears off the radar. Um, I'm hearing this for the first time. You know this story, Fuzz? Yeah, this was from Paris to Yemen, I think it was. And 152 souls lost into the Indian Ocean. Well, I don't think the soul would be lost. <laughs> I think the soul's the only thing left, right? That's what they say, though. Now, oddly enough, goes into the water. They find a survivor... 
A five-year-old baby wow. in the Indian Ocean. That's got to be the world's oldest baby. Five years old. Um, They're bouncy. Pat in Florida. Hey there, Ronnie B. Yeah. I got an Ichiban for you. Yeah. There's chaos in the in our home country of Italy. A train derailed, killed 10, burned 50. Yeah, I don't know if travel is the way to go right now. I know, it's like all the air travel mistakes, and it's like, maybe I'll just take the train. No, then these things start happening. Maybe you ought to go by mule. Let me just say something about that five-year-old. That kid is destined for greatness. There is something fantastic that kid is going to do. Can you imagine if that kid just becomes a crackhead or something stupid? You're like, what did you fucking survive for? He'll, Every- probably, he'll probably grow up to fight my, Mr. Glass. That'd be fantastic if he does. Finally, we get two, the way we always thought we were getting. That should be our fucking, um, our, our movie club movie, Unbreakable, where uh, let me explain everything in comic book talk. Uh, I don't want to go and, and fucking read constantly at your movie. If you can't fucking put it in the movie, then it doesn't belong there. Uh, here's Tyler. Who's bothering you today, Tyler? Down You're there a genius, Texas. Ronnie B. Yeah. All your exes live in Texas. What do you got for me, brother? Our, uh, our great president says it's time for uh, Iraq to start uh, living on their own, so we're pulling all soldiers out as of today. Yeah, pull them out of the cities, right? Right, yeah, yeah out of the cities. It's tough, love. You're on your own now. Time you find a job and just start, you know, making your own living. Uh, we pull out of the cities, and this way we can keep uh, bases uh, in Iraq. Uh, close enough to strike Iran at any point. Lock this up. We're never leaving those fucking desert. We're never leaving the desert. We're always going to say we need to be out here because this is where our shit is. And we're just setting up nukes right now, pointing them all over. Oh, we live on the razor's edge. This fucking blue marble of ours is the razor's edge. Uh, here's our buddy, uh... Arch somewhere in the swamps of Jersey. Arch, what do you got? It was nice to hear you got Earl back there on the openers. Oh, because there was a black song. Yeah. You know what? This phone this phone call would have killed an hour ago. It should have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know you know what I like it when one of your jokes bombs? You sound just like Voss. <laughs> have a great day. All right, you See take ya. care, my friend. Um eight six six Ron Zero Fez. 866 Ron Zero Fez. Uh, here's Eddie in New York, New York, the city. Uh, so nice, they named it twice. What do you got for us, uh, Eddie? Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. Nobody famous died today. Yet. Yet. Ah. Uh, big news out of the, uh, the Michael Jackson camp, and it should be fun for everybody. The funeral is going to be open to the public. So we'll get a nice uh, big run out there, Fez. Oh, just move the Ferris wheel out there as well for everyone. Yeah, it's going to turn... Joe Jackson is going to turn this thing into a complete circus. Now, Joe Jackson. Uh Uh-huh. That's the dad. Yes. Is he the same one who did Stepping Out? Because that is one talented family. No, that's a different Joe Jackson. This is the Joe Jackson that looks like his eyebrows are drawn on like Uncle Leo on Seinfeld. Uh, JoJo uh, found out also that he's not going to be in the wheel. He is not part of uh, the will. And no one's dad should be in the will anyway because you're... <laughs> 
They're supposed to die before you. <laughs> Who would think that you would need to do that? Particularly when your dad is as old as Joe Jackson. And even um, though, uh, you know, I'm gonna, that is his son, Fezzi. Uh-huh. And the guy is heartbroken. I mean, he's just really crushed. He actually, uh, Joe has been so upset he slapped the corpse seven times and told him that he's nothing. Um, here is uh, Manny. Manny, how are you, buddy? Hey, guys. Hey, what is that thing with the baby surviving always have to be always destined for greatness? Couldn't he be like the Antichrist, little omen action, and he caused the plane to crash, and he's the one that's going to tear the world down? All right, let's kill this baby. Yeah. We've tried. I don't know why we're calling him baby. He's five. Oh, I still think that's a baby. I think uh, by the time you're four, you're out of babiness. Let me check over with the boys. When you're one, you're out of babiness. You're really? a toddler. I don't call Juliana my baby anymore. I call her my very small infant. She's not a baby. <laughs> An infant is less than a baby. Yes. No, it's not. Yes, yes it is. No, I An infant is fucking lower than a baby. Infant basically means fucking ho- fucking helpless. Well, then and she's in your a- case, hopeless. I kind of like... <laughs> I always thought infant meant toddler. Well, then she's my infant. She's my infant toddler. Your baby's toddling. You're, she's walking. She uh, crawls. Baby. <laughs> baby. Baby. What? Baby. How old's that girl? She's uh, five. One. No. She's one years old. You better and get her up on her pins. She crawls, but only with one leg, so she looks like an old World War II veteran. That's kind of cute. Just trying to crawl on the ground. Like she's with been them. shot in the leg. <laughs> yeah. See, the, they didn't do that when they were veterans. They did it while they were in the war. Oh, right. They yeah. didn't get shot after the war. I just was thinking about those little green soldiers. She's going to go from crawling to a motorized scooter. There's not going to be any walking stage. John, the devil went down to Georgia. What do you got for me today, buddy? Yeah, I got an Ichiban for you. What do you got, pal? Uh, Fez Watley is not going to out anybody today. Uh, a lot of big talk, and uh, Fez, you were the talk of the internets and uh, the pal talkers last night of how much of this is an act. An act? Um, there's been a lot of talk that you don't sound like yourself, and the way that you're talking seems uh, stunted, like you've even memorized things to do or are reading a script. And doing stuff like outing sheep yesterday is so far away from the things that you talk about that they think that you're shock jocking. No, that is not the case at all. Let me check. Uh, Hicks, is Fez doing an act or is this really him? I think he, it's really him. It's really him? Yeah. Let me go with Davey Mack. I don't know. I feel it could be leaning towards a shock jock type deal. Yeah. Because it uh, it seems just a little too much in your face for Fez. Yeah, it is very in your face. And, the, you know, it just doesn't seem like things that he would do. And yesterday went against everything that you've been telling us since Prop 8. Right, it did. And it was a legitimate mistake on my part is what happened. Loose lips. Yeah, I see, even that, it really didn't see, it doesn't really seem. Um, here's uh, Jesse in PA. Jesse. Hey, guys, how's it going? Hey, does this officially make Tom Cruise the new wacko celebrity now that Michael Jackson's dead? 
Oh, good question. Who's the wackiest celebrity? Because I'm going to tell you the truth. Other than belonging to the wrong religion as the rest of America, Tom Cruise doesn't seem overly wacky to me. And the other thing is, I don't think you can be wacky and be a drunk or a drug addict. That doesn't really count. Right. You have to be just bizarre on your own, where people are talking about you and like, what is that person doing? Do they really mean what they're doing or is this an act? It seems like a character that they're playing, almost the stunted way that they're talking. Seems like they're reading a script or memorize something. Um, here is um, here's Aaron in uh, Carolina on my mind. Aaron, how are you, buddy? I'm good. How about yourself, Ronnie B? Good, man. Hey, man, Dave, I don't know what the hell you're doing. My daughter is about a month older than yours, and she's walking, almost running, and she can probably speak about two dozen words. All right, can I just defend uh, Dave's baby right now? Dave's baby's watching a lot of TV. That's right, and, you know, the History Channel will come into play someday. Don't you call the TV the babysitter? No, I don't, but I have said Uncle TV from time to time. One time, didn't you go out to uh, get beers and tape the baby to the front of the TV? Yeah, I don't know if you have some sort of Pal Talk camera in my house. Yes, but you have the Pal Talk camera in your house. You're being watched! Well, I don't know if this man's little baby's Florence Griffith Joyner, but, you know, I don't think a baby needs to be running around doing hurdles and spouting off at the mouth when they're one. Sorry. All right, uh, Fezzi, I'm going to play a little game with you now. I'm going to call it Guess the Twitter. Uh, guess the uh, Twitter uh, could be like a fun little game for us. So uh, here's the brand new thing. Whose Twitter is that? Uh, Fezzy, listen to this in guessing the Twitter. I see the guys in Five Guys, uh, the guys is like stars. So Five Guys is like five out of ten stars. This Twitterer, not impressed with Five Guys. Um, I will guess that it was, uh, Joe Biden. <laughs> Joe Biden. <laughs> Why would Joe Biden run down a, uh... An American business. Is that what politics do? I'll tell you what sucks. Arby's. I don't think you're ever going to hear that during a speech. Um, no, this was D.D. Rocks. Let the world know. Our own Don Cumia doesn't like five guys. Now, I'll say this, Fuzzy. This kind of breaks my heart a little bit. Because when we lived in D.C., there was only one five guys or maybe two. Mm -hmm. And they were a long-time established place. But as soon as you do that big expansion and you start to roll out and there's three, four hundred, five hundred, whatever they have now, it no longer is great. I, I know that everybody wants to make a lot of money, but it just seems awful to go from be in this place that people used to drive 30, 40 minutes to, maybe even more. Some people drive an hour. The quality was fantastic. Everybody liked it. You stood in line. You used to turn around and say to strangers, I'm going to get bacon on mine. Everybody was all excited to be there. You couldn't stand it. 
And now, uh, you got somebody that I love, Dee Dee Rocks, saying, I don't get it. I don't get it. I just wish I could put her in the time tunnel, take her back to Northern Virginia, and uh, get her happy. By the way, this is what I like about Twitter. I know everybody's personal feelings all the time. I know everybody's personal feelings now. And I don't care if it's Dawn or it's John Mayer. I get to see them all. I know what Trent Reznor, when, what products he's upset with. Why do we need to know what Dane Cook has on his mind at all times? Well, that's up to you. If he's not calling you at your house. Can I tell you something about Dane Cook? He, it's getting late, so he's going to go to sleep. Or is he going to wake? Mind-blowing, <laughs> Dane! Mind-blowing! So this is my problem. What? Is there some way that when there's a great place like that and they go, we want to expand to make more money, should there be somebody from the government to step in the way we would like with natural resources and go, no, we will give you money not to expand. We are treating you the same way as Yosemite. Because everybody, you know, the whole thing of Yosemite, it's exciting. Mm -hmm. But you don't want to fucking Yosemite in every goddamn neighborhood. Then it would blow, and it would look like that park down the street from you where the kids smoke cigarettes and blow each other. What's wrong with that? I'm just saying it's not as good as Yosemite, that's all. I don't think they should smoke. I call it common. I call it common. Um, Here is uh, Chris. Chris, you're on fist. Hey, guys, I live in uh, Reading, Pennsylvania, and last year I never even heard of Five Guys, and now we have two of them. In our county, and it's not that big a county. Yeah, that's how it is everywhere now. Um, I'm sure at one time, people from Seattle are going like this. You got you to come with me. We'll, we'll wake up in the morning. We're going to Starbucks. It is so great. The coffee's fantastic. But once there is a Starbucks everywhere, it just loses it. Do you think like McDonald's was the same way? Yes, McDonald's was exactly the same way. Didn't you ever see the pictures of the original McDonald's and people would be lined up and it was great? Oh, yeah, yeah, like the Ray Kroc restaurant. They're all Ray Kroc restaurants. I'm talking about the McDonald brothers. Oh. The McDonald brothers and Ray Kroc bought it from them. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I don't know. There's not much you can do about it, I guess. Here's Tyler and Callie. Whoops, I don't know why we went back to that way. I'm on the phone with him, and we hung up on him. Here is uh, Clint. Clint, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's going on, buddies? Uh, yeah. We got an Ichi bond for you. The uh, Going back to that call that I called a little bit ago about the truce pulling out of Iraq, there was four soldiers killed, four U.S. soldiers killed during that pullout, and their prime minister saying, don't be worried, we got everything under control. I think it's crack of shit. But... Well... It's been a bad fucking deal for years, and it's going to be a bad deal uh, for uh, years ahead. There's not much we can do about it. Um, here is Dan in Strong Island. You got, the thing with the overexpansion, you've got to have the business owners dedicated to their product, not the business. I mean, in and out Burger in California has been around for almost 50 years, and they won't expand one day's drive from their headquarters but keep the product fresh. Is that the deal in in and out Burgers? You've got to be one yeah. day away? They only go as far as that Las Vegas. 
Yeah, they have to be as close to the distributor, meat distributors as possible so they can uh, get all their fresh fucking meat. Why don't they just ha open up different distributorships around the country? Because they're stupid. <laughs> no, they're not stupid. <laughs> they're doing better than you. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever, he says. Fuck Whatever. You come back down these steps, young man. <laughs> you come back down here. Did you that lip of yours. Ryan, you're on the Ryan Fez show. Yeah, I got a spy report. I need a spy report today, brother. Spy report. Spy report. Uh, the Avon Heritage Duct Tape Festival just released a bunch of photos from their event and info on what happened, and I scoured their website and on the Facebook page, and there wasn't one mention of Ron and Fez, the official satellite radio of the Avon Heritage Duct Tape Festival. It's very, very odd. Very, very strange. Fuck them, too. I think too. you've been had. <laughs> All right, let's take a listen, though. Uh, right now, we're completely connected uh, with some other folks that we're really, really excited about. Well, I'm more or less excited about them. I'm maybe not even excited at all. Here's Reggie in Boston. Reggie, you're on the Ron and Fez show. <laughs> Ronnie, I want to tell you, Five Guys Burgers and Fries is the greatest. Something's wrong with this Don Cumia. Well, you know, uh, Dee Dee rocks, Fezzy. Mm -hmm. uh, and she's actually, God bless her soul, she's the one that married Dave and his lovely wife, Casey. But we found out that Dee Dee means, of course... Daddy's disappointment. So that kind of thing can make you up. Here's what makes me sad about it, though. Uh, she saved that up to go after Weight Watchers weigh-in. So she was so excited that she was going to use some of her calories uh -huh. and then um, didn't like Five Guys. And I'm telling you, the original Five Guys was the way we have the burger joint here in town. We love the burger joint. We're crazy about the burger joint. But if we had a burger joint on every block, it would start and suck after a while. Uh, here is um, uh, Sergio. Sergio, what do you got, buddy? Buddies, uh, they opened up a Sonic Burger around here, Route 17 in New Jersey by Teterboro. And when it first opened up, it was like a grand opening. They had the cops out and everything. And I still haven't gotten in there. It's fucking crazy. All right. Peace. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Now, we were talking about the Michael Jackson thing. Um, Gary Taylor is the president and owner of MJJCommunity.com, um, and he says that he believes as many as a dozen Michael Jackson fans have killed themselves, committed suicide because of uh, Michael Jackson dying. That is... Um, Fandom. That's yeah, being a that, fucking fan, my friend. That is committed, that's for sure. But, I mean, it's like you really hadn't seen Michael Jackson that much in the past few years since the trial. It's uh, hard to imagine that that kind of connection is still there. Well, the music is still there. You can still listen to the music every single day. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever gotten that upset about a celebrity death where I would want to die and be with them. No, you haven't. I mean... That's really odd. I would have thought you would have wanted to kill yourself because uh, Paul Lynn passed away. But John John Kennedy, I think, was the one that I got the most obsessed about, where I just watching the wall-to-wall -wall coverage and the one that I think, like, broke my heart the most, if I could identify with the MJJ community. What was it about John John? 
I don't know. I just, I felt like, it felt like he was destined for great things. Like we were going to get it. Because he had George Magazine? Well, I guess. Because it took him seven times to pass the bar? Why was he destined for great things? Because his name was Kennedy. And I thought maybe somewhere. I didn't think about that. That doesn't seem odd to you. Because someone has the same last name. Like people do it with the Bushes. They do it with the Kennedys. They did it with Clinton's wife. It doesn't seem a little crazy. Like, didn't we try to get away from England and that kind of destiny for a family and that God puts families up and helps them? What is it that drags us back into that? Because look at what John John did with his life. No more than anybody you went to high school with. If they would have had the money. I mean, that George magazine wasn't even good. The thing when John John died, when his uh, they had the funeral here in the city... And when the hearse went by, I was just standing there in a short suit, and I was saluting. I was hoping to get in Life magazine. Um, here is uh, Rob in New Jersey. Hello, yes. Ron. Yes, uh, I'm actually in North Carolina right now. I'm in the Marine Corps, and uh, yesterday I was watching the news, and they had Jamie Foxx on the BET Awards, and that guy said he was uh, he was uh, talking um, against white people, saying that Michael Jackson is theirs. And that we have no right to him. That Michael Jackson back in the eighties alienated himself like O.J. Simpson did to be white. Well, first of all, I haven't seen Jamie Foxx much since Mash, and I loved him then when he used to put on those dresses. It was hysterical. That's now, Jamie Farr. I I I don't know the context that Jamie Foxx said this. Maybe he was joking. Oh, I no, have no idea serious, what it means. Because he was angry. I remember watching him on A Living Color and, and dressing up in drag. That's a funny guy. And yeah, so but, that, uh, but you know, Jamie Foxx also makes sure he sells his product to white people as well. So I can't imagine that Jamie Foxx is anti-white. I'm not saying anti-white. Just that, like, he thinks, like, that Michael Jackson shouldn't, like, the white people should leave it alone and it should just be for the black community. Do we have this uh, clip anywhere, Hicks? I'll look for it. Thank you. I hate to wake up. I see Dave standing there behind you holding the fucking wall up. I don't want to tell everybody how to be a fucking producer because I know it's important to sit and listen to the show. Uh, yeah. I have a really hard time with this one, though. Um, here is uh, Matt. Matt, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys. I just wanted to comment. Like, you see these articles on Yahoo, and people can comment on the articles, and they're saying, I just miss him so much. I, Michael, I miss you every day. And it's like, you, you didn't even fucking know the guy. You can still listen to his shitty records. Who cares? Well, you know, sometimes there are certain celebrated people that other people um, connect with. You know. We'll all know after how we feel when Nicholson dies. Then we won't be making fun of these Michael Jackson people. We'll see what happens, you know, when uh, Vic Vega dies. Mr. Blonde. Fucking Hicks will be running down the street screaming. Fuck yeah. Uh, 866 Ron Zero Fez. Uh, 866 Ron Zero Fez. Uh, Sean, Sean, you're on Ron, on Ron Fez show in Missouri. Yeah, I was, uh, I was calling in. Is uh, down in Fort Worth, Texas, there was a raid on a gay bar by police with several people arrested and one man hospitalized. Uh, what was the purpose of the raid? 
don't know. I didn't didn't get to read the rest of it. Yeah, I mean, it would depend. Is it, are they raiding the bar because there's gay people, or they're running a meth lab? It's not like gay people also can't be fucking criminals. So every time somebody gets arrested, uh, doesn't mean it's just for being gay. It Although, probably was in this case. Well, then there, then that's uh, fine with me. Did you ever talk to Sheepy? No, I didn't talk to Sheepy. You mm -hmm. tried to call him? No. Just letting this thing pass. Well, let, let it blow away. Love it. Love the idea. Uh, hey, Scram. Scram, you're on the Run Fed show. Hey, honey. I just wanted to say to Fezzy, I think um, being a Kennedy, you're just destined for a uh, highly publicized funeral at some point. And that's all I really got going for him anymore. Well, first of all, uh, there's only one left that's going to get a highly publicized funeral. And that's one out of about four million that are left. They're running all over the fucking place. And they haven't really popped in a long, long time. Um, so we can't find this BET award thing? They took it They took it. They took it all, uh, down. Uh, try to get hold of Earl for me. See if Earl knows this story. Okay. Or check his Twitter for me right now. E. Douglas 528. Uh, Earl's always letting everybody know uh, how he feels on his Twitter account. Uh, what's it say here? The best way to get back at BT is to go out and support musicians who are out playing real music and not watch BT. Wow, when did he say that? Eight minutes ago. All right, we got to talk to Earl. I don't know what happened at those BT awards, but Earl Douglas uh, not happy with what's going down right now. All I heard was that he did a they did a uh, rendition of I'll Be There with Jamie Foxx and, and uh, I think Janet and Janet was just crying during the damn thing. Oh, I'd love to see it. I love to see Janet um, pulling herself back into the uh, forefront uh, with her brother's dead songs. You know what? She ought to go on the road and just do the Michael Jackson songs. <laughs> Earl isn't picking up. Love the message. Was he sad? Twitter him. He thinks it's BET, Colin. Was, wait a minute, was that Eddie Murphy? No, that was Jamie Foxx in a uh, Beat It jacket. He looks like Eddie Murphy. All right, so maybe he was just saying he belongs to black people because he was at the BET Awards. Maybe that was his uh, purpose. You know, no one ever gets mad yeah. when the Irish say something is really Irish. Like, kiss my royal Irish ass. Yeah, everybody loves that. No one got pissed at the guy, or... What was that guy's name? It was the guy from Far Rockaway, right? <laughs> yeah. He wasn't pleased with Bin Laden. Yeah, well, you know. It was like Mike McMahon or something like yeah. that. His brother died. I think, uh, I think you'd be a little pissed yourself if one of your straight brothers dies. Um, here's our own uh, Earl Douglas... Uh, Earl, how are you? Buddy, I'm doing well. How are you guys? First of all, we're shocked you wouldn't answer our call. Uh, I was in the bathroom and I heard the phone ringing. Dropping mud? I'm, yeah. Uh, here we are, seconds. <laughs> uh, Earl Douglas, still with a wet ass. Why isn't that on your Twitter? <laughs> yeah, you caught me in a moment of uh, mud. <laughs> uh, you got a lot of mud dropping time since you left us, Earl. You can shit anytime. You don't need to during the show. Um... <laughs> Earl, what happened at the BET Awards that has you so mad? 
well, there's a couple of things. First of all, as most award shows are, it was absolutely awful because, like, the Michael Jackson tributes were totally half-assed, and people. I'm, I gotta say, have people forgotten how to perform live now? It's yeah, they so don't. Awful. They oversing, or they're off key, or they just. It's like. It's almost. Like- I also think they don't know how to set it up on TV for people to perform live. I don't, the only Conan show I've watched so far was uh, the Pearl Jam first night, and Pearl Jam sounded like some fucking garage band, and I don't mean that in a good way. No, it, it seemed like they didn't have the way. correct equipment. Yeah, like that's the other thing they don't. If you're going to do a live award, an award show, bring in people who know how to mix stuff for TV and for, mix stuff for bands. Think about the band first. They mix it for the audience. They never mix it for the, uh, for the TV audience, the audience in the crowd. Uh, now, um, what exactly um, did Jamie Foxx say? I had a young Marine was furious about something Jamie Foxx said about white people. I think the opening line was, you know, we're here to celebrate this strong black man, <laughs> which which immediately set off white people, because it's like, why can't you just say, you know, this, this guy was just, you know. What is the BET Awards? Now, if you were fucking, if um, you were watching, like, the Latin Awards, and they suddenly tried to own, I don't know, Cameron Diaz, right? Because uh-huh. he's half Cuban. Give it to him. I don't have a fucking problem with that. You know what I mean? The whole thing there is about fucking heritage. So I don't have a big problem with it. Well, I guess the other question that that was brought in was like, now that you know Michael's dead, suddenly black people kind of reclaiming him. You know what I say? They want to be starting something. <laughs> <laughs> he also said Michael Jackson belongs to us, and we shared him with everybody else. Mm, thank you. So that... Come on, that's a little bit. Thanks for the sharing. Too possessive on Jimmy Fox's part. <laughs> All right, here is uh, Lucinda and PA. Uh, he just said exactly what I was going to say about that's what Jamie Fox said about, you know, he belonged to us and that we just shared him with everyone else. I just wanted to. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, they, they could have just said that was from Mike. Uh, all right, Earl, so you're not taking this in a bad way. You just hated the awards itself. The, the, the awards itself, and I'm like. You know, and I and I have to say, like you know, you can't black people. You always used to take your cues from black people. You know what I mean? <laughs> like how to perform the new steps, the new styles, and it's, now it's just like, what happened? You know what I mean? So are, you, are you saying people don't know how to be black anymore? No, but what I'm saying is that it's like we used, you know, you used to be able to put your best. On, on these types of shows. And now it's like, they're worse. It's awful. Oh, I'm sorry to hear it, Earl. Well, Black Rock, the book. When's it coming out, Earl? Uh, good question. <laughs> Black Rock, the book. Uh-oh. Uh, but, so, you know, I'm still waiting to sign the deal. I'm, wait, I'm ready to put signature to contract. Your problem is you went and got the agent. <laughs> yeah, I got, it. I got an agent. But you, know, but you had a deal until you had the agent. Well, the well that the deal in, that was offered to me was really, I, I, it was awful. Everyone around me told me it was this is, do not sign this deal. So now you don't have a deal at all. <laughs> no, the deal is in place. I just got to sign. You got to draw a contract, and I got to sign it. That's what but I'm. But they're waiting. not drawing it. They don't like what you came back with. 
I mean, I was told these things. They take a while. I was like, I don't care. I just want to sign something. Well, you got you had the opportunity, <laughs> and then you went out and got the agent. All right, Earl. All right, buddy. Just work on the table contents. If you can finish that by the end of vacation, <laughs> be great. All right, guys. All right, I'll be, just keep writing your Twitter because I'm I've been reading. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've become like an official Twitter act. My my cell phone goes crazy now with the, the Twitter updates. Why? Who are you following? Uh, who do I, you know, just like just anyone who's been um, picking me up, I've been picking them up. I know. noticed Fred has dropped you. <laughs> Fred from Brooklyn had enough of your shit. <laughs> yeah, Fred got a little pissed at me because I said Cheney should go to jail. <laughs> All right. Uh, talk uh, to you later, bro. Uh, here's uh, Dave and PA. Dave, what do you got for me? Hey, buddy. Hey, uh, even that uh, Devil Jam. Uh, segment and Colin. I saw that myself. Colin looks so embarrassed, and I think the audience only applauded because they told him to. Uh, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, uh, and I mean, you're sounded. talking about one of the great live bands today. So when you can't pull off Pearl Jam, now you see why people fucking lip sync on TV. <laughs> they don't know how to set it up anymore. They don't know how to do a live fucking performance. Um, um, I read some story about how uh, his deal with uh, Jackson's deal for those uh, London gigs, he would only have to sing 15 minutes. The rest would be uh, lip sang because his lungs are so fucked up. We were talking about Conan and Pearl Jam. Uh, here is uh, Brian in Cleveland. Brian. Hey, hey, Ron, how you doing? Yeah. Uh, I was wondering what you thought about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland uh, flying the flag at half mast on Saturday. I don't some know what the official thing is. You know, because don't some people even do that locally? You uh -huh. know, like you don't have to. It doesn't have to be an official federal thing, or am I wrong about that? No, I think you're absolutely right. I think it can be like if like a local uh, person dies, you know, like even like a principal or something. I think that town or that school could fly at half mess. Mask. Mast. <laughs> You know about this, Dave? You were a Boy Scout. I never knew much about it, but I don't think uh, you're really breaking any uh, laws. I was kicked out after the second meeting, though. I wasn't really a Boy Scout for I long. I didn't know that. Yeah. What happened? Touching the other kids? <laughs> Diddling? No, I was laying stuff on fire. Oh. Our first field trip. Don't you get well, a badge for I that? I had matches. Well, it depends on where it is. Um, hey, Blunt, in uh, Florida, what do you got for me, buddy? Hey, buddies, how's it going? What's that? Oh, yeah. I was just saying, hey, buddies. First off, I'd like to start off by saying, uh, Fez, quit being an embarrassment to Florida. You're a whiny thunder cunt. But uh, second of all, I'm a DJ. And from this a thunder cunt comes every afternoon. Oh, you're a thunder cunt? Did you just admit to being a thunder cunt, Fez? My friend, I'm the pride of Florida. You don't have to worry about me. The pride of Florida? I came out of South Park right now just driving through. And I'm sorry that I'm even hearing you because people are looking at me like, oh, man, that guy's talking to Fez Watley. That guy is a giant homo. Do you, dude, you listen, guys told me that. you, lo you li listen to this every day. You love this show. You love hearing me. I know. I listen for a while. You learned a Ronnie, new word, Thundercunt. That's what happened. Ronnie, you know, you learned a new word, sir. Did you know a Thundercunt before today? I don't think so. That's why you called with it. No, 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 I called it all. I called about live music and how it sucks now. But if you want to talk about words and stuff, 
Let's go for it. What did you want to talk about live instruments? <laughs> did I get you frazzled? That I'm you sorry. thought they were actually live. Okay, fine. All right, well, from a DJ perspective and standpoint... 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It is the uh, Ron and Fez show. Here is a uh, a story out of, I believe, Boulder, Colorado. Um, there is something out there called the Little Britches Rodeo. 12-year-old boy thrown off the bull and trampled while uh, being in this rodeo. Uh, died. Uh, this is at the Boulder County Fairground in uh, in Boulder, Colorado. Really, really sad story. Why are they putting children on bulls? Bulls that they, could kill them. I think to see how long you can hold on to it. Yes, but there is no reason. There is no reason at all to put a kid on an animal. An animal that's going to sit there. This thing, I guess, was like 1,200 pounds. And ended up stepping on the kid's chest, crushing his heart. Why in the world? How is this legal where you can put a kid in that kind of dangerous situation? Well, he's like a little cowboy. It wasn't a kid off the street. The kid was, I guess, training to be a bull rider. Yes, but it's too dangerous of a situation. He's on a wild animal. But I'd say this. Should a kid uh, surf at 12? Should a kid uh, ski at 12? Should he be racing uh, glow carts at 12? Uh, bicycle riding at 12? I mean, things can happen to you. And these people, they live out west. They grew up around this. I understand that. But, I mean, a bicycle isn't something that is out to kill you. It isn't out to injure you. It's like throwing a kid in swimming with a shark. The shark is going to go after the kid. All right, very good point. Should a kid be scuba diving at age 12? When there's sharks down there, you've got to remember, Fezzi, this is the environment that these kids grow up in. They're from ranches. This is the way they grow up. So to you, it sounds completely foreign. Mm -hmm. To them, it sounds like, you know, um, sometimes in a Little League game, uh, fucking lightning strikes and hits a kid. Or you're golfing. Lightning can strike and hit a kid. Uh, there's not a lot you can uh, do about some of these things. This was an accident. The kid was training to ride a bull, and the bull didn't set out to kill him. He was trampled underneath of it. Right, but the bull threw him off. Right, a bull doesn't want somebody riding on the back of it. The balls are all tight. It's annoying. Yeah. And then trampled him. And then they talked about all the safety procedures that were, you know, in place. They had a pr protective vest on them. Now, that is just fooling yourself. If you think some sort of vest is going to keep uh, over a half a ton from crushing in your chest when you're a kid. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to, to protect everything. It would protect some things. And again, I know this sounds foreign to you. Absolutely. But you didn't grow up out west. Your parents don't own a ranch. Um, Scruffy's from out west, right? Yeah, that's what I was saying. I actually did this till I was like 12. You used to ride in yeah. the rodeo stuff? If you get trained so much before they put you on, and they're small animals. They're not like fully grown bulls. Uh, I, they're small animals, and you get trained so much before they put you on anything that it's, you, more kids get uh, hurt playing football. You know what I mean? Don't put football pads on kids then. Um, 
uh, I always like to see those little kids. They're like toddlers, and they're fucking riding around on a sheep. <laughs> I've watched that on YouTube. It's adorable. Um, let's go over to uh, Blake in Rhode Island. Blake. Hey, what's going on, boys? Yeah. By the way, I love the new Fez Watley. Keep it going, Fezzy. Thank Truth you. bombs all the way. He but anyways, uh, probably more kids die playing baseball and football in the U.S. than they do from bull riding. Because you hear kids getting hit in the temple with balls and so on, and that's probably far more common. Uh, it is true. Now, it's particularly since aluminum bats, somebody will hit a ball back, bounce off a kid's head, and you could be killed. Again, you could be killed going to the game and back, and, you know, you could be killed fucking being knocked off your bike. Now, I know uh, from the story of the kid in uh, Colorado, this was the fourth kid in four years that has been killed bull riding. So I don't know if baseball stats are that high. Well, I mean, we just had two kill kids killed by fucking lightning because you're out in the middle of a fucking field as the storm's coming up. You have to you have to allow kids to do what they want, too. I mean, to a certain degree. Particularly Plus, when this is their background. Yeah. And, you know, these kids live out west. They're fucking riding on horses. Um, it seems to be like that's what they would do. In the same way as you got those kids down south, they start driving those go-karts at crazy speeds as little kids. Now, that's going to sound nutty to some old lady, but this is their background. This is where they come from. Uh, here is uh, Sam in Colorado. Sam, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys. Yeah, these kids are trained athletes, and they're our neighbors. They're not just something that they play video games to go out and try it. Uh, baseball kills at least four to five years a year of kids getting hit in the sternum by the bat and the ball. Um, it's no worse. Same thing with football. There's more injuries than that than what's in rodeo. Just because you're just going to have to toughen up and realize not everybody's going to be a wuss all their life. They're trying to make something in their lives. Uh, Dave in Boulder, you're on run of fest. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, I respect your privacy, so I'm not going to ask how you're doing. Uh, hey, I, I just moved out here from uh, back in Boston to Colorado, and this is right next door to us, and we're watching these things happen, and, like, this is how these people live. Like the guy before me said, it's, it's not a big deal. They, they're they athletes, these kids. They train to do this. So, Fezzy, man, you got to suck it up a little bit, buddy, because these guys are actually going out and, and training to do these things. It's going to happen. It's almost like if your parents were circus people, you're going to start walking the fucking wire. You're going to be on the trapeze. It makes sense because that's your background. Oh, yeah. What do you got there, Davy Mac? Uh, a little kid riding the sheep. All right, this always kills me. Talking uh, what, uh, on YouTube, this is under what? Little Kid Rodeo. All right, Little Kid Rodeo. Go ahead. <laughs> now, there's a kid because he's got to be two, three years old. Yeah. Going off a fucking sheep. And it looks insane to me. Right, because you never did it. But we used to jump on the back of my dog when I was little. Here's another one. They were they really get on the side of the sheep real quick. <laughs> Person thing is so fucking cool. <laughs> oh god, that kid lasted a minute. They don't last two seconds on these things. But they're loving it, Fez. Look at them. The kid slapping five with his dad. See that? He's slapping five with his father. He's doing something. Uh, here is uh, Charlie in Mexico. Charlie. Yeah, my, rodeo is a life choice. My daughters have been riding horseback since they were two years old. It's just a life choice that we all grew up with out here. I live in Colorado, and that's, you know, the southeastern Colorado. That's where we grow up, is out in the dirt. But there's a, it's a dangerous animal involved. I don't, it seems weird that 
people don't realize this. That there's yes, no. Yes, they do realize it, and they respect it. The, they fucking raise these animals. There's no control over that. And, yes, and other you sports stay on the bull. On the bull. Well, a lot of times they're not going to be able to. Right, and then you have people come over and help, and there's like a rodeo clown. You never saw a rodeo. I've never been to a rodeo. I think some of these bull riders, and they do it Madison Square Garden every year, if you think it's just a fucking Western thing, it sells out every year and has, going all the way back to Wild Bill. There's a long fucking tradition of the rodeo coming to New York City. And now when the bull riders come in, it's one of the biggest uh, draws we have. I think these guys are some of the greatest yeah. athletes in the world. New Jersey actually has rodeo. Yeah, there's a shitload of new uh, rodeos all over the place in Wall Stadium in New Jersey and stuff. And people love to see it because it's a different, you know, you're used to seeing regular sports and you're used to seeing cars and shit. But, but rodeos, that's like old school Wild West shit. And it is. It's, and it's, it, there's, uh, there's still a purity to it. Yeah. But here, in the same way, if Laird Hamilton was your dad, you would be out catching big waves at a very early age. And if you ever watch the stuff on Laird Hamilton, uh, his dad used to uh, let him dive off of fucking cliffs in Hawaii, let him catch really giant waves. And he was like a little boy, mm -hmm. like four, five, six years old. But everybody was like, look at Laird. He's crazy. Uh, and they loved it. Uh, here's uh, Jason in uh, Texas, Jeremiah Fez. Ronnie, uh, I got started riding bulls at 10 years old, and I was getting started late. They've got a progression through uh, through that. You start out riding sheep, then you go to riding cows. At 12 years old, you're riding spears. They, uh, they Nothing's funnier them. than riding sheep. Yeah, they <laughs> they cut them so that they're not as aggressive. They you know they castrate them so that they're not as aggressive. They're only six to eight hundred pounds. Whenever you've got the guys out there, you can take two to three grown men and, and bring a spear down if a if a kid gets hung up or something like that. I started at ten and I got a late start. I quit riding about two years ago. You don't even get up to bulls and what they call junior bulls until you're about 14, 15 years old. And then, then those are small bulls, maybe, maybe you know, 12, 1,300 pounds. You don't get to your big open bulls, you know, regular bulls, 18, 1,900 pounds. So you get up to 17, 18, 19 years old. But at 12 years old, you're riding a steer. You're not riding a bull. And like I said, they do cut them so that they're not as aggressive. They don't come after you as much. And uh, it's it's really not that big of a deal. The kick vest, I've been kicked. I've been stepped on. Uh, the kids are wearing helmets to protect their heads. The vest is actually really, really effective. I've been kicked by, you know, 1,900-pound bull, and I've been stepped on by a 1,900-pound bull. And neither one of them, I mean, it's just a freak accident that the kid just got caught just right. More people get killed walking down the street than they do riding bulls. I mean, I've seen buddies of mine get hurt pretty bad, but, I mean, it's, it's I've been hurt pretty bad. So, it's, it's just a whole lifestyle thing that you just uh, haven't grown up around. I think this guy's lucky to be alive if he started riding when he was 9 or 10. We're I all think lucky he... to be alive. I mean, let's face it, Dave's kids get put into a vehicle and get driven 70 miles an hour. Yeah. You know, oh. it, anything can sound dangerous. If you didn't know about cars, if you grew up in some goddamn, you know, native uh, type of culture, and you heard that they put little kids in cars and started driving around, you would think that it was insane. My brother drove over my foot with a Volkswagen van. 
when I was about 13 or 14. Who cares about you and your stupid Well, family? no, but Seriously. the point is that shit happens. You can't shelter these kids. The more you, the quicker you expose them, the better Here, off. Here's the thing, because your number one thing in life is always safety. Right. These kids want to live. They want to be alive while they're on the planet Earth. You don't, there, there's always a numbers game in leaving the house. Um, and by the way, at a certain point, no matter who you are or how safe you are, life expectancy it eventually comes down to zero. You just don't live anymore. Uh, Caesar, you're on run of fizz. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah. I just, I just can't, can, can't agree with these guys. Uh, I'm Spanish and I see a lot of uh, bullfighting in my country, which I, I totally rejected. I, I think it's in human, it's animal uh, abuse and, uh, just the fact that they get the hold of, the, of their balls and chuck them just to just to make them more aggressive. Uh, this isn't bullfighting. We don't do that here. This is bull oh, I'm riding. About, no, I'm talking about bull. I'm talking bull riding, man. No, I, All right, bull riding. So you're saying Fez is worried because it's dangerous for kids. You say it's bad to meet. It's bad for for anybody who gets on that bull, man. I'm talking about the bull itself. I just, I just think it's uh, inhuman, man. I, they, they, yeah, they're big animals. They're, they're uh, aggressive. They're savage. But there's no, there's no right and and, and shock them and and oh. you know hold the balls on the on, on the pool balls, the pool balls, so, just so okay. they can uh, kick harder thank, and higher. Thank you, Caesar. Uh, here's Jay in Texas. Jay in Texas. You're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, Miss Thundergun. Um, He's right down here. there, they start out the uh, rodeos with the little kids riding the sheep. It's called mutton busting, and it is some of the funniest stuff. It's you adorable. Can see. It's oh, adorable. They, they have a blast, and there's always people there, so there's nothing that's going to happen. You don't see too many rabbit sheep going after kids. I'm oh. telling you right now, when I see that uh, mutton busting, <laughs> I know exactly where Michael Jackson's head was because <laughs> this is the cutest thing ever. He should have opened up a little rodeo in the back. Uh, yeah. Um. To me, this is like the bull riding. It's no different than lions versus Christians, where it's like people wanting to see animals uh, in their work at their worst form against people. All right, you know that the. All right, so you think that people show up at kitty rodeos to watch children be killed? <laughs> I think people love to see people thrown off of bulls, whether they're kids or adults. They like to see if you can hang on to a bull. And the thing is, if everybody could do it, it wouldn't be a show. It's like NASCAR. People go to see the crashes. That's not true. They go to see the racing. The crashing goes to show you have to pay attention. Yeah. And again, it makes the skills stand out. If everybody could stay on for uh, eight seconds on a bull, then nobody would show up at rodeo anymore. Because it would not be an accomplishment. And I think that, I don't think anyone's hoping a kid gets hurt. or Obviously or, not. Or trying to attend uh, anything. It's that, like if you go to a football game. You want to see people get tackled. You want to see good hits. Yeah. But then, if somebody doesn't get up, the entire stadium feels awful about it. And it's not fun, too. It slows down everything. Ruins the flow. Um, here is um, here's Kevin in Florida. Kevin. 
Yeah, Ron, y'all see something wild. See me look up. This is, I saw this shit about a year ago. Wild cow milk. And got these cows that only see people like once or twice a year. And these kids, they're like 13, 14. They go out there and they have like five or six like men stand around them. And these fucking cows lose their damn mind. They try and see how much milk they can get. They only get like a cup or something. I, I want to say this. Wild cow milking, Dave. See if we yeah. can find it on YouTube. They spray shit everywhere. They fucking just lose their mind. I know this. I would love to try. This reminds me of like when you grease up a watermelon and throw it in a pool. All right. So here are these wild cows. Uh, here we go. Wild cow milking contest. As much as you guys are. Look at that thing. <laughs> and they got to try to grab the udders. Yeah. And if you can't grab one, grab the udders. That's what I like to say, Fez. There's a <laughs> this is great shit. That's right. No, Papa, the tail's not going to get the milk out of her. There you go, get her tail up there. Oh, see, I, I like the guy who's on the mic just busting balls. There's a woman in there now. Sure. See, they got guys there to help you slow it down, too. Wow, look at that guy just trying to grab it by the horns. It must feel great when you can turn the head and knock that thing down like that, though. <laughs> yeah. Get in there. Now, that ain't the kind of cow I've ever seen before. No, that doesn't look like any sort of dairy cow. No, that's why it's funny. They're probably jerking it off. It's probably not capable of giving milk. Um... Is Steve in Iowa? Steve, you're on my Fez. Hey, Ron. Hey, Fez. How you doing? Good. Good. Hey, uh, I think Fez is right. I think we should all grow up in our house, uh, just kind of stay there, and look at the world through the window, and we all turn out so much better in the end, and so much healthier too. No, what we should do is send kids out to play with wild animals, tigers, okay. gorillas, anything we can find. If These that's what's in your environment, that's what you should do. I was raised on a ranch. Uh, we had guns and wild animals, and we had uh, bulls and horses, and we just turned out so crappy doing that. We actually lived our lives as children. It was horrible. All right, thanks. Sounds like a nightmare. Sounds like he could have been killed any day. Some people live next to a highway. Some kids grow up in bad neighborhoods where there's crackheads. Everybody grows up differently, but you have to be alive, Fezzy. And you have to adapt to your environment while you're there. And if you grew up out west, I was going to say you, but no, your brothers would definitely be doing this. Your nephew would be doing this. This is what the guys in the family would be doing. When they get back, maybe you could have some kind of a big apple pie for them all. Or eat some mutton. Uh, it's got nothing on this mutton. <laughs> People Not just, the biggest mutton guy. No. No. I love it. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Love it. Over How a steak? No, not over a steak. Come not on, don't you like it better than a steak? No, I don't like it better than a steak. Why would I tell you that? What do you like better than a steak? Pork chops, I think I've now graduated into liking better than a steak. I had some pork chops the other day. Mana shikabagdi. That's not even real. <laughs> I thought it was for a second. That's not, there's nothing even slightly real about this. Hey, why don't we come back with Mr. Inventor, okay? Oh, okay, sure. Uh, we're going to break here. Uh, coming up a little later on in the show, Fezzy, we're going to meet some people in the neighborhood. People in the neighborhood stopping by to see us. 
Ron and Fez making friends. Who we got, Fez? We are going to be talking to uh, Alexis and Jennifer coming over from um, the Martha Living channel. Uh, this is Martha Stewart's daughter, Alexis Stewart, and Jennifer is her partner, and uh, they do uh, the show over there. And then also they're on uh, Fine Living or something like that, right? the Fine Living Network, where they do uh, a... Uh, a show where they make fun of uh, Martha Stewart. It's actually called Whatever Martha. Very, very funny. Right back, Run a Fest show. Are you tired of using sprays that only mask odors? Hi, Billy Mays here for What Odor. The first time you use it, you'll be saying, What Odor? Billy Mays has left the planet. Billy Mays, dead and gone, left me here to sing his song. Does he enlarge heart? Yeah, they said his heart was probably like anywhere from like five to seven ounces bigger, heavier than the average heart. They called that the Grinch disease. He had a very big heart, three times the size of of a normal Grinch. So that was an overripe cantaloupe sitting in the middle of his chest ready to go. Now is there anything he could have done with that or he just, there's nothing you can do? No, you can you can take care of that. I mean you gotta like all of a sudden go aggressive with like cholesterol stuff. You, the guy probably needed some stents. When I had my heart attack, mm -hmm. I had an enlarged heart. I didn't know that. Yeah. So he, the, what was happening was... Well, they the, said no blockage. Oh really? Mm-hmm. So um, I think what you have to do, I think it's like you have to like get that heart muscle back in shape. I think it really is some sort. I think there is a plan you can do with it. I don't think it's like a genetic thing. All right. Well, somebody's got to replace uh, Billy Mays, and oddly enough, the guy who's been trying to get a hold of Billy Mays for the last six weeks is our own East Side Dave. Giant fan of Billy Mays' TV show, right? The Pitchman. Huge. Saw every episode. And you see your, your, yourself as an inventor slash pitchman. Exactly. I see myself as a combination, the best of both worlds. It's Mr. Inventor, East Side Dave. This is in memoriam to Billy. I just want to start out by saying that. First of all, you love sandwiches, but you hate the mess they make. Well, now your prayers have been answered with the crumb catcher. The crumb catcher is an easy-to-use plastic disposable tray that ties to your neck. 20 crumb catchers in a package for $9.95. Crumbs fall harmlessly onto the catcher when you're done. Just throw the crumb catcher just throw the crumb catcher away. Just throw the crumb catcher away when you're done. It's as easy as ABC with the crumb catcher. What are the ABCs? That's a metaphor for, you know, simplicity. But you see what I'm saying is, it's not a bib, it's not a plate. You're going to simply tie a tray to your neck when you eat. And because it's made of disposable plastic, you get 20 in a set for $9.95. Easy peasy, chicken pleasy. All right, what else you got? That one stinks. 
You invented a fucking napkin. That was going to be my home run. Here no, we go. No. Really? <laughs> Here we go. We're in trouble. Right, let's just end it then. <laughs> you hate bumping into the door at night. I but, do. But darn it, if those electricity bills don't add up when you leave the lights on all night. Well, don't worry. With glowies. That's right. Glowies are glow-in-the-dark covers that slip snugly over your doorknob, allowing you to see where doors are in pitch blackness. No more midnight bumps and bruises with glowies. Eight ninety-five. Here's you, how to order. This is cool because then you could have like a strip that even shows you the way to the door. If and then, you want to purchase more than one, sure. Then you'll be like every fucking place I've ever been to in my life, every hotel in the world. I didn't know about that, Ron. We need to. Plus, you can put glowies over your books in case you want some midnight reading. Uh, Dave and PA, you're on running first. Oh, we lost you. Uh, uh, thanks to glowies, we've getting rid of that age-old problem, doorknob bumping. How many doorknobs have you bumped into, Fez? I have never in my life bumped into a doorknob. Well, not on purpose. I'm sure you've opened that <laughs> asshole of yours and wrapped it around one. It's not Thunder just the cunt. doorknob, it's the door in itself. The door, the glowies will let you know where the door is. Hey, have you been to the front of ronfez.net lately? Yeah, I was there this morning. Okay. What did you say? The uh, out stickers. Go ahead, Dave. You love eating and drinking and watching the TV. That's but true. Wait, have you been spying on me, Glowy? I sure have, Ron. But that's one, two, three things, and you You're only, out. <laughs> and you only have two arms. You're a human. Two arms and two hands. Have you invented an extra arm? Oh. Let me write that down. Don't be sad. Be happy with the cork, otherwise known as the can fork. That's right. The cork is a factory-crafted circular fork that fastens to the bottom of your beer or soda can, thus making your can into an effective fork. Freeing up your other hand for the remote control or whatever else you want to do. Aren't you worried that because of the name you'll be um, sued by people who make cork? No, because it's C-O-O-R-K. Cork. Okay. Fun to use. The cork make life better. <laughs> <Didn't he laughs> From Caveman Products. <laughs> I left out the S on my paper. Me, Frank Glowy. <laughs> What if the beer spill though when you go to eat with the no, with the cork? No, well, no, you don't have to wait because you got crummies. Right. Oh, <laughs> put the can on your piece of pizza and then eat the piece of pizza from the bottom of the can. Simple to use. Remote control in the other hand. Drink, eat, watch TV at the same time with the cork. Nine ninety five. Here's how to order. But it's it, getting worse. Is that the last one? No. Why are you yelling? Just talk like a person. Well, that's how I pitch, Ron. I learned it from Billy. Mm. Billy taught me that way. Let me just tell you this. You just got shelled. If this is your pitch, you just got your tits ripped off. <laughs> All right. Anyway, let me get back into my pitch. You love... This is the last one? Oh, my... Uh, okay, sure. Thanks. You love gum, but you hate leaks. With Gummy Putty, you can have flavorful gum that when it loses its flavor, 
It's an A-plus adhesive. Simply chew and glue with gummy putty. Once the flavor's gone, it tells you that you're ready to fasten anything you want. Uh, what happens then? Let's suppose you chew the gum. You got nothing to fasten. Well, then you should throw it away <laughs> in the garbage. It's an adhesive. No, I mean, you don't want to do that. Don't you... Ron, you can simply buy regular packages of gum for that, if that's what you want to do. Could you speak louder, please? Because I'm sitting two feet away from you. Ron, the gummy putty is simply used for your everyday household needs. Is there a problem, like if you chew the gum too long and it makes your teeth stick together? No, once the flavor's gone, Fez, you know that it's now ready to become an ad adhesive. So chew, then glue. With the gummy putty. Twelve ninety five, here's how to order. Chew, then glue. I'm talking to you, Jew. No, that's not that no. We don't want any type of that type of talk on our commercials, thank you. On our pitches. Chew, then glue, unless right. you want the flu, you crazy Jew. No. Nope. No, those no. It's simply chew and glue with Always. gummy putty. I think Gummy Putty was the nickname we used to have for my grandfather. <laughs> Where are the Gummy Putties? Well, maybe his face can be on the packaging. I'm, 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 I'll, I'll give you some points if we can make this happen. My grandfather lost half his face. Thanks for bringing oh that my, Dave. I'm sorry about that. In, in a horrible Gummy Putty accident. He had it stuck to his face when he went to Fell asleep chewing oh. gum. Stuck his face to the bed frame oh. when he tried to wake up screaming. He ripped it off oh. and ran into a doorknob. He didn't oh. have a glowy. No. He did not have a glowy. Well, on the one hand, the glowy would have prevented that accident from occurring. But on the other hand, Chris, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, that glowy is a great idea. It's so great that my grandparents had them in 1980. I've never seen it. Never heard of it either. Uh, Dave, I'm Milwaukee. You're on Ron Fez show. You know what I would uh, really recommend for you, Dave? What? What's that? Move to a prison town and get a job as a guard. Get a job as a shit eater. You're there. You're fucking keeping an eye on the prisoners. Well, I think I might enjoy that, actually. Don't you fucking... Doesn't he look like a guard? Oh, when yeah. you look him over in his attitude, you just look like you should be standing in a fucking tower with a rifle. Well, if I didn't have facial hair, I'd look similar to that guy at Shawshank. The guy who beats everyone, who whipped Boggs. Yeah, you look like every fucking redheaded guy. <laughs> Speaking of Boggs, you look like Wade Boggs. <laughs> you should have chicken and go out and try to hit a single. I wouldn't mind being a guard. I kind of would think I would thrive on sort of the, the power. Guard, guard or inside, there's no real fucking difference. <laughs> you know, they have those prison towns. Can you imagine if you lived in one of those with your paranoia, Fez? Oh, where everybody in the town works for the prison, and then every once in a while you just hear like that fucking whistle go off, and everybody comes in to help fucking shut down one of the quarters. That would drive. I wouldn't sleep a night in a prison town if I lived there. There is no way I could sleep in one. I think it's been a long time since we've had a mass jailbreak in this country, though. I mean, they have got the detention part of detention down because now they know how to seal off even like separate wings and stuff. Yeah. So. If anything starts to break off, I mean, we going back, I remember there was something in the late 70s, early 80s in 
New Mexico or Arizona or something like that that was like a couple of days, and that was just fucking horrible. But it's a very rare thing to pull off. See, I, I, what are the big prison towns around the country? You have Angola in Louisiana, the farm. There's even been a documentary about it. It's amazing. It's it's the thousands of people are dedicated to this one fucking prison. And the prison itself is huge. It's scary. It might be the scariest fucking prison in America. I, I want to I hear from people who grew up in a prison town or know where the prison towns are. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Because it's, come, it's become like industry in some uh, uh, towns where it used to be a factory that would keep the town alive. Now it's this prison... Uh, people work there. Uh, mm -hmm. They they go. They work with other people they went to school with. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like the strangest fucking thing when you start to think about it. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people in Angola who live in the town, and but they have relatives, and they'll go to even like see some of their softball games or whatnot. You know, because it's like it's, inside. Yeah, you can even do that. You know, some of the visitors are allowed to check out some of the shit. It's really weird because it's extremely strict. But then there's a lot of liberties too if you are on good behavior. I saw this one guy had his own radio station, and he was just he was he kind of reminded me of Earl. He was so happy to be like, "Yo, we're spinning the hits here at Angola." <laughs> um, hi, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, what's up, buddy? Uh, Lewisburg, Pennsylvania is a, uh, is a prison town. That's where the, uh, Lewisburg Federal Penitentiary is. Uh, and it's a great place to live. It's, uh, it's like very little crime and everybody in the city works there and it's a great place to live. You couldn't do it, though, Fez. There is no way I could do it. I would, I would be so suspicious, like even going into any store, wondering if the cashier was being held hostage and playing it cool so that she didn't end up getting shot or something. But hasn't it been a long time since we've had something like that happen? I mean, when do you even remember a famous escaped prisoner? It's been forever. Yeah. Um, here is Bernie in Texas. Yeah, there was a place in uh, Kennedy, Texas, happening back in 2000. It was the uh, the Texas Seven. Seven prisoners escaped. Oh wait, now I do remember that. Yeah. Uh, and they got them all, right? Yep, got them all. Uh, eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Here's Shane in Louisiana. Shane, you there, buddy? I'm here. Go ahead. Hey, man, I used to work at Angola, like Dave was talking about. And there is. There's a town inside the prison where people just live, work, go to school. Everything is in this prison. It's totally owned by the, by the state. And they, uh, as employees, the only thing they pay for is very minimal rent. And they're, uh, if I'm not mistaken... They pay, the, the state pays all of their utilities. The only thing they pay for is phones. It's not a bad deal. I think I would yeah. go there. But you're in the prison. Yep. You're in the prison town. That's correct. Uh, here's prison. Matt. Matt, you're on Run Fez. Yeah, hey, how you doing? Good. Good. Yeah, we grew up in Rollway Prison. Oh, right geez, that's a scary one. Yeah, that is a scary one. Do you see, remember, Sylvester Stallone was in that one, right? Well, I remember uh, a couple of boxers that have boxed out of Rollway. And Rollway is just, it looks awful from the road. You know, there's some places that just, they look like uh, doom when you're there. Yeah, there's a grim look. I've driven through Stark, Florida before, where the prison is there, where they have the uh, electric chair. And that is, there's just a grim 
feeling about the place. What do you want it to be, happy? Well, if, you're, if I was going to live there, I would hope the folks would be happy. Gio, you're on Ronnie Fez. Yeah, how you doing, guys? In today's version of Star Ledger in New Jersey, there's uh, two guys in 2007, so a couple years ago. They were just sentenced yesterday to five years for breaking exactly like Shawshank. They dug a tunnel, they covered it up with posters, and they escaped, and they were out for, like, I don't know, like a few days or six days, and then they were captured, but... But, yeah, like, they, they broke out. And some other dude from the same prison broke out yesterday. That's why it was in the paper. Yeah. So. I, I actually saw that. One of the guys, they found in Mexico City. So that makes sense. The other guy, they found in <laughs> Elizabeth, New Jersey. Espinosa. So he traveled five minutes. Uh, Fred, you're on the Ronnie Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Little Poduck town in southern West Virginia, Beckley. It's got uh, federal corrections and a southern regional. We went from a single-A high school to a triple-A when they shut one down in Colorado and moved it here. Wow. <laughs> All of a sudden, the, the town's growing. Uh, well, the town grew triple overnight, but you know what? Uh, we can't compete in that triple-A level, but it's sure good to have a little bit of work around here. Uh, now, does everybody you know work at the prison? Pretty much. Uh, you have to schedule baseball tournaments. You have to schedule scout meetings and pretty much anything around who's working when. Uh, is it who's a swing shift? Uh, not really. Uh, we have a lot of fun with it because, you know, we met people that thought we were all hillbillies and come to find out they're worse than we are. What uh, kind of money you make working in the prison system in West Virginia? Uh, 36 to 54 on entry level and anywhere up, depending on your years. You can get out in 10 years on good behavior as an employee. And how dangerous is it? Not really bad. It's, you know, they've got this down to a science now that if you want to come in and just pretty much work out all evening, you can. I appreciate it, Fred. Thank Eight, you. Uh, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. That was my point with you, Fezzy. It's really down to... Um, a science now where if you're a prisoner in there, it's basically not a lot of hope. Yeah, and uh, the, the whole thing seems right. You're knowing what the kind of things those people had done, and they're behind those walls, and they're that close to you. Even though there's security, they're still that close to you in in your town. A mile or two away. Uh, here is... Um Here's Pat in Pinellas Park. Hey there, Ronnie B. You know, uh, Fezzi says he doesn't like living in a prison town, but uh, if I'm not mistaken, right up the road is the wonderful Pinellas County Maximum Security Jail. Yeah, that's the county jail. Yeah, but they're always having guys escape out of there. Yes, and I also don't live there anymore. But, you know, the county jail can be a rough fucking place, Fezzi. You don't want to end up in county. Uh, here is uh, Justin in California. Hey, morning, boys. Yeah. Hey, uh, my wife, she's from a little town in Nevada called Lovelock, where O.J. Simpson is now. And that, uh, it's a town of 1,500. That prison may, is the major draw there now as far as industry goes. It seems like, uh, well, the lock part sounds right, but the love part seems a little odd for the town name. Uh, here is um, Wally in Jersey. You say Wally? I guess I did. Okay, yeah, I just read in the paper that there was uh, two prisoners who escaped uh, from a prison in Arkansas. They had them in a workshop sewing clothes, and among the clothes they were sewing were guards' uniforms. So they put the uniforms on and walked out. Uh, here's uh, Patrick in Michigan. Patrick, you're on the Run of Fez show. 
Hey guys, I uh, grew up in a town called Manistee, and uh, prison came in there, level 5 maximum security, they kept Kevorki in there for a while, and uh, I mean, it boomed that town up right on the coast of uh, Lake Michigan, and I mean, there's no no other jobs in that whole city. Uh, this is what happens in these towns, it's a one-job town. Norman in Tennessee, you're on Ron Fez. Yeah, man, what's up? Uh, the Walls in Nashville... Uh, while I was there, there was a fella got his neck stabbed so many times it looked like one continuous cut. <laughs> you Connect the dots, Ronnie. You're inside, Norman? Yes, the walls. It's in Nashville. Uh, they filmed the Green Mile there after they closed it down, but it looks like a medieval fucking psychiatric ward. What are you in for? Uh, safe cracking, armed burglary. Yeah, so that don't make you a bad person. Uh, no, no, clean me up. All right, talk to you later. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, talking about prison towns, and Fez, you just say you couldn't do it. No, I, I could not, you know, make my living or live there in a prison town. Knowing that that big structure full of the worst of society is looming over me. Just knowing, just being in the same town seems like it's a bad feeling. Whether anyone gets out or not. I would think of the worst of society of living in your house. Uh, and maybe if those guys uh, broke out, you could finally start and date. Well, you and Sheepy. <laughs> After that story you told us. Um, here's uh, Steve in Arizona. Hey, how you doing, Ronnie? What can we do for you, my friend? Uh, yeah, I used to work out at uh, Arizona State Prison back in the mid-early 70s, back in the the old days, so to speak, and you talk about a, a hellhole. Uh, I I saw so many sights. I, I saw an inmate in the, that we called the industrial yard about when they made the plates and whatnot. They they stuck his head in the drill press and it just drilled a bunch of holes in his head. It, it, it just I saw inmates running out of the chow hall with knives and forks stuck in their back. It's it's not like it used to be in the olden days. It was something else to work in a prison back then. You would have thought it's, when they were drilling the holes in the head, maybe somebody would have jumped in. Well, it, it's such a busy place. You know, they can't can't see what's going on. There's only two or three guards that would work back in there. You know, and it, it was kind of a regimented type of deal. But still, when they wanted to get something done, they got it done. You know what I mean? All right, here's Bill in New York. Yeah, sooner or later. I mean, they got 24 hours a day to plan something. They want to get somebody, they're going to get them. Bill in New York, you're on Fez. Fez, how are you today? What can we do for you? Well, I used to live near Attica. And uh, the, the whole town is a prison. I mean, prison-like atmosphere. You can actually see the prison from the high school. Now, Attica, of course, one of the more famous prison riots of all time. That goes back to, I guess, almost 40 years now, close to uh, 40 year, years, early uh, early 70s, when um, the governor of uh, New York, uh, they had taken all these people hostage in Attica, guards and people that were inside, and the governor of New York rolled the uh, National Guard in, and had them open fire, and um, tons of uh, prisoners were killed, tons of guards were killed. 
uh, and the, they were kind of shielding themselves, using the guards with knives up to their thing. Uh, and afterwards, they did the autopsy. Not one guard had been killed by a prisoner. All the guards died from friendly fire because the governor of New York at the time, Rockefeller, wanted to fucking end this thing quick. Um, here is um, here's Eric in Colorado. Hey, buddy. Hey, uh, I deliver to a lot of the prisons uh, here in Colorado, a lot of foodstuffs to them, especially the federal facility outside of Canyon City. And, you know, Canyon City basically has two businesses or two industries down there, tourism and the prisons, and you've got, like, nine different prisons in that area. And I go into these federal prisons to deliver the warehouse where the guys unloading the truck are the prisoners, and they'll sit there and bullshit and joke with you all the time. They want to know what's going on in the outside world. Don't feel unsafe at all. There's times where I'm even left alone in the warehouse with, you know, just the prisoners. The guard might walk off to do something, and he's just like, just stay in this little area, but I'm not shielded from the prisoners at all. Yes, they're being nice to you. You're the one with the truck. Yeah, but you I'm know sure what, they're Fezzy, planning you know something. Well, but you know what, Fezzy? When we go in there, the truck has to be searched. The cab has to be searched. I have to leave, like, my pocket knife and whatnot at the front gate. But I go in there, and, you know, and I've watched these uh, prisoners get into huge fist fights, and they'll just, you know, don't feel, you walk in there, don't feel unsafe at all whatsoever. Because and you're not the part of their world. You're kind of even ignored by them. Yeah, you know, more or less, and, you know, it's, I don't see a problem with it at all going in there. I think I think it's perfectly fine. I don't have any problems dealing with these guys at all. Fez, would you ever go to prison and be in a prison rodeo? No, I wouldn't do either one. Uh, Joel in New Jersey. Hey, what's going on, buddy? Hey, I used to live in uh, uh, Pueblo, Colorado, and just west of that in Florence is the Supermax prison, and they got, we got the Unabomber there, we got uh, uh, Masawi. We got all kinds of, of crazy shit, and it was just, just west of, of Pueblo, and nobody really thought anything of it because it was a pretty secure prison. I mean, it's the fucking supermax. So. Yeah, I mean, when you get to these maximum prisons, mm -hmm. nobody is going anywhere. You don't want to be sucked in there. It's like light going into a goddamn dark star. Well, don't like the no one even mingles with each other, right? They, no one, no one prisoner sees anyone else. It's like twenty three hour isolation. Oh, you're talking about those supermax things, yeah? Because yeah. they're all afraid because they have high profile people that somebody will just want to make their name killing somebody. You know, this I mean, who wouldn't want to be known as he's the guy who killed the Unabomber? <laughs> That's a pretty nice fucking handle for yourself. I'd love to take him down. Take him down, Peg. Oh, would you? Yeah, send me there. You hear me, Kaczynski? <laughs> with that beard, you could trade places with him. <laughs> what happened between you two guys? You used to be such good friends. It hurts me whenever we talk about the Unabomber. Right. And then also you said that to me, well, one of the things that even came up online is that Fez tries to get even with uh, Dave's uh, friends, and that's why uh, Fez went after Sheepy. Yeah. I think that's the case. He knew Sheepy was at my house a couple weekends ago. And he said, well, maybe Sheepy's two-timing him with Dave. I'll, 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 I'll do something that'll I'll kill everybody. Yes. Yeah. yes, there you are. The innocent victim again. You never come after me. Just so sweet and innocent over there. I don't know Smirky. what I did. What are you reading? Script? No. Sounds like it. Um, here is... Uh, John, John, you're on Fez. Yeah, I'm about 40. When I was 
13 or 14, I went to Rawway Prison for that scared straight thing. And yeah, I, I saw you on TV. And no, nah, it wasn't. It, the prisoners led you through prison circulation, and it, I mean, yeah, no it's not one on left. television. No. They did it. This was a fucking documentary called Scared Straight. It was out for years. Then they used to send it to the schools. Um, The fact of the matter is you can't scare kids straight any more than you can teach them science. It just can't be done. Kids are too fucking stupid. I think you could scare them straight right then and there. Oh, yeah. As soon as he gets out of the prison, he's going to just fucking do whatever. Drink beer and steal cars. I love it when they try and do, uh, you know, the Maury sends those girls to scared straight. That's not going to fix them at all. They're totally insane. I think they learned makeup hints there. Maury sends them to prison? He's done scared straights. I didn't know Maury was even still in the air. <laughs> if you would have brought it up to me, I would have thought 80s. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's still on. How about Jerry? Jerry's still on. Jerry just celebrated some big milestone I was watching the other day. Some kind of... 500th show or 1,000th show or something? No, probably more. Maybe like 10,000th show? It's getting big. <laughs> yeah, it's fast. Well, I forgot that they're on every day, every weekday. It's not exactly like Seinfeld. Millionth show. <laughs> Millionth show in a row without ever taking a minute off. Jerry's, uh, Jerry Springer's fucking bodyguard even has a show. Mm. Steve Wilkos. Uh, Goldie, you're on my face. Says like Pinga. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ Corey in New Orleans Hey, how you buddies? Yeah. Does he stop some, defending uh, himself so much? Some Angola-related wrestling trivia for the Queen of Extreme there, Fez Marie Oh, what do you got? Fezzy, do you know which former WWF tag team champion from the 80s lives and works as a death row guard at Angola? I would guess the uh, the probably the big boss man until he died. Not quite. Uh, old Akeem, the African Dream himself, the one man gang, lives and works at Angola. Sweet. Uh, here's our old buddy Mikey boy, Mikey. Hey guys, one of the earlier callers brought up Lewisburg, PA, um, as a prison town, and that, it's actually not the only industry there because they actually have Bucknell University, uh, which is where I went to school. So. I actually grew, uh, went to college in a, a prison town. <laughs> it's it's kind of odd. I mean, although I think they really shield the student body from the prison because other than when I had some friends who got drunk and decided they wanted to spray paint the initials of their fraternity on, on the, the prison and got stopped. Cool. We had no exposure to the prison at all. But my father-in-law actually went to Bucknell also, and he played basketball, and they would actually schedule games against the prisoners, which is kind of weird. Well, the, the prisoners got to play somebody, right? Yeah. <laughs> prison rules. We're yep. playing prison rules, motherfucker. Is right. that why you studied law? <laughs> no, just coincidental. All right, Mikey boy, uh, talk to you later. All right, see you. Bye. Uh, here is uh, Chris in Indiana. Hey, Chris. Hey, how's it going? Um, yeah, we used to schedule softball games. I was like 17, 18 at the Federal Pen here in Terre Haute, Indiana, and we'd go there and play. And I remember the first time I'm a 17-year-old kid walking in there, and they're saying, fresh meat, oh, I struck out in a slow pitch off. <laughs> 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 That's the fucking best. <laughs> but, Ronnie, the funny part is when uh, the umpires were the uh, uh, the guards, so any close play they would give to us, they never gave the prisons any quarter. They just said, you know, if it was close, you're out, get out, you know. 
It's funny, though. Just fucking rough on those guys. All right, way to take the collar at a fucking slow pitch uh, softball game. Uh, all right, we're going to break here. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, coming up in just a bit, a uh, new study of, of Americans and the use of a vibrator. We're having some people uh, stop in the show a little later on today from the Martha Stewart channel. It's her daughter, Alexis, and uh, her partner, Jennifer. Uh, they're coming up around, somewhere around 2 o'clock. It's the Ron Fez Show. I'm home. All the time. We finally really did it. You maniac! You blew it up! Oh, damn you! God damn you all the hell! Yes, it is the Ron Fez Show. This is the... Uh, Last week, uh, before the 4th of July break, the vacation break, from what I understand, O&A not going on break? Uh, no, they're not. They'll still be live. Boy, those boys are workaholics. They are workaholics, the O&A crowd. God bless them. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Dave, I was told we had your friend uh, on the phone and ready to go. I see a stomping. In the other room. Yeah, he'll be ready. Uh, he's he's going to be ready at 1 o'clock. Right, I was told we had him now. All ready to go. What are you stomping about? Dave, what happens in that other room? I don't know why you're told he's ready to go when I, I made it. Pepper, why are you going to take shit off of him? What is it that goes on? I thought I, th I thought everything was set up with the... Um, but let me ask you one. something. He stomps at you like that? No, I was stomping at myself in my own... Uh, Not a problem. We'll do the guy tomorrow, Dave. We'll do him tomorrow. If. He would, he would be... He'll be... <laughs> well, he had his opportunity. The opportunity was right now. Okay, I, th he, I think we might... Uh, he, he might be uh, able to... I'm going to try and call him on, on my personal line. I don't care, Dave. Look at me. I'd like to move the show on. He's not a big deal. Okay. Should have had him ready to go. Should have had him ready to go. What do you mean, no mic now? Mike works perfectly. Dirty pants. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It is summertime officially now, Fezzy, and you can feel it out there. It's uh, summer in the city. There is nothing like summer. I know you grew up in eternal summer, mm -hmm. so it is very, very tough for you to understand. But with... uh. When you grow up with all four seasons, the summer itself becomes a magical, perfect time of the year. And you know what it takes to have a really great summer? What's that? Time. That's why an adult, unless he's out of work, will never have a really great summer. A kid can have a great summer because to make a summer work, it's got to be long it's got to uh, take its time. Uh, Ron's a f uh, Dave's friend uh, called in a little bit late. Uh, right now, we're uh, I've moved on. So why don't, I'll tell you what uh, you and um, you and Dave uh, talk to his friend, right?
and now it seems to have hung up. We had already gone past Dave's friend, just so you know. Yes. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. That's eight six six Ron Zero Fez. And you can always email us at Ron and Fez at AOL dot com. Coming up a little bit later, we will have Alexis and Jennifer stopping by from the Martha Living Channel. They do whatever with Alexis and Jennifer, and that is on Sirius 112 XM 157, Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. in the East. I think with the summertime, maybe like growing up in Florida, that I think what makes a, one thing that makes a great summer is... If you can have... Where's your, where's your interview, Dave? I just gave you guys the opportunity to do the interview. I don't know. I don't know what happened to the guy. Why would, why would he have hung up again? No, he didn't hang up. I, thought, I didn't even know he was going... I, it was a, it's a fuck-up on our part. What exactly happened? Tell me. Because I'd love to know what happens with the show. The guy was supposed to call... I was, I, he was supposed to call in at 1 o'clock, and I guess he was finishing lunch... And uh, he should have been ready, and I should have told him to be ready before one o'clock. And then I think you were relayed that he was ready when he he wasn't. He was still at lunch, so I, I apologize for that. Why can't you guys communicate with each other in there? I was going to give you the opportunity to be, do a big interview. I appreciate that. I uh, then thought that we. Sh I thought you wouldn't want the guy. Why wouldn't I want him? I just said, do the interview. Get it over with. You're right. Um, because you know, me, you know who you make me miss? Harry Elvis. I am going all <laughs> the way back to missing Harry Elvis. I thought, I thought, I thought we had. I'm telling you, I, I, I thought. I'm gonna say this right now. This vacation is not coming fast enough for me. I cannot wait. Just to take a little time off. Look at fireworks in the sky. Uh, I, I just feel like sometimes, it's, I'm going to swear to God to you, I feel like I'm doing a show with guys that don't want to fucking do a show. I want to You guys, do it. supposedly, the three of you have producers meetings every day, and every day I come up, and uh, you guys don't have any communication with each other. Fez is totally fucking unsure of what to plug and what to promote. You and you and Hicks work two feet from each other and you don't fucking talk. You could pass a note. Pass a note. I'm in the middle of a fucking sentence. Hicks interrupts me to fucking say we have a fucking guy and we don't. I got news for you. I didn't even want to fucking do him today. Why would he interrupt me when I'm mid-fucking sentence? I'm mid-fucking-sentence, past notes to each other. What made him feel the fucking need that that was the time that went on? Why is this fucking guy so important to you? Well, he's important to me because I guess I figure he could help 
you know the show in some way. But that was you know life. we can't. It's a bad fucking joke that is underproduced. It's under fucking produced. You're not even fucking putting these hack things together. And why? Because when you have fucking meetings, the producers' meetings, nobody fucking talks to each other. You don't say a fucking word to each other. Or else you wouldn't be fucking doing this to me. Jesus Christ. I know it's fucking... Uh, I know it's fucking time for vacation when I fucking can't take anymore. I already fucking know I'm at that point where I can't even fucking look at you. It's insane. Make a fucking radio show, goddammit. Not asking anybody to fucking cure cancer. Yesterday, fucking, this is how crazy Davy Mack is. He tries to tell me the Immaculate Conception is celebrated on December 8th. And that Jesus was born three weeks later. You acted like you had a conversation with me. Like the Virgin Mary's uh, belly blew up like fucking Jif Jiffy Pop in three weeks. Yeah, that's what I was taught in, uh, in Catholic school. There's no way that she did not carry full term. It's Immaculate Conception. You celebrate December 8th and then, lo and behold, 17 days later. Are you getting, dis uh, are you getting Pearl Harbor confused with the Immaculate no. Conception? No, I'm not. Pearl I, Harbor's the 7th, I believe. Give me the uh, why we celebrate Immaculate Conception. Oh, John Lennon's death I was talking about. Yeah, it was John Lennon and uh, the, the guy from the Germs died on December 8th as Did well. Did I crash? Yes. Thank Very you. good. And, oh, so thanks for sitting in judgment. And I believe the um, guy from Pantera was shot December 8th, now that I think about he, he it. He was, but he is the, unfortunately for him, uh, he's almost like the Billy Mays of that situation where he just happened to die. He's like Farrah Fawcett. It would have been a, a big enough deal, except for Michael Jackson died. Yeah, so... All right, give me the December 8th description of what you're celebrating there. Okay, well... And are you telling me, I, I, no matter what else, you're saying she only carried that baby for three weeks. That's what I'm saying. Or now, was Jesus a premature... No, no, Jesus was truly one of the most gifted fetuses, and I'm being dead fucking serious. I'm not trying to be funny. I don't funny. think you say fucking when you're talking about it. All right, I apologize. Yeah. Jesus was amazing at at being a fetus. He, I mean, because this is a person who could walk on water. This is a person who could raise yep, the dead. But he wasn't doing any of those as a fetus. But that's as my... a baby, he came out crying like any other baby. No, but he you... was born a human baby. No, but you, you, but yeah, but but he had. But he, it, if we're to believe that Jesus had superpowers, he would also have had them in the womb. That's I want why you understand out. what immaculate conception is to me. That had to do with Mary herself being born without sin. Mary was the first person, according to the mythology of Christianity, the first person born without sin. That's what made that the Immaculate Conception, not Jesus. You're acting like Jesus was a three-week-old fetus that grew um, at astounding fucking rates there. I had no idea that Mary was an Immaculate Conception, too. Not two, only. She's the Immaculate Conception. No one ever brings it up about Jesus. Yeah, it, no, the, the, the way I was led to believe was that it was, uh, it was 
on December 8th, we're celebrating when Jesus was conceived. So we're, we're, we're celebrating when God, I don't know what, how he did it, whatever, touched Mary's belly. But basically, God impregnated Mary. I'm not going to be crude or stupid to say they had sex, okay? Because I, th- I know people think, oh, Dave's being stupid. Uh, but God did something to Mary on December 8th to make her have Jesus. Three weeks later? Then three weeks later, he was born. Yes, that, that's the way we were always taught in, in Catholic school. Uh, Brian, you're on Fez. Hey, what's going on, Ron Fez? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the Annunciation is when Jesus was conceived. And when is that date? I don't know the date, but yeah, when Mary was conceived was the Immaculate Conception. Now, at no point did, again, because Mary was the one born without sin, correct? Right. All right. And at no point did anyone ever tell children that Jesus was three weeks in the womb and out again. I no, never that, heard that week, uh, week yeah. per trimester theory. It's actually March 25th is the Annunciation. Uh, here is Sean. Sean, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, that guy just said it. Uh, Annunciation Day, it just happened to know because it's my birthday, March 25th, exactly nine months before Christmas. So, and, uh, Mary carried day. Jesus the full term. There was no Jiffy Pop baby. We just went past March a few months ago. So, you're trying to tell me that. The conception of Mary is a bigger deal than the conception of Jesus because everyone knows the Immaculate. Everyone's at least heard of the Immaculate Conception. No one's heard of the Annunciation. But you haven't. You don't even know what it's about. You thought the Immaculate Conception was Jesus. Yeah, because it's not Mary's birth. Because Mary's the mother. So it, it was her Immaculate Conception of Christ. And I, I mean, Annunciation, this is the first time I've ever heard of that. Fran, uh, New Jersey, you're on a fez. Hey, I'm trying to correct Davey. You had some a point, Ron, that was right. The the Immaculate Conception has nothing to do with the conception of Jesus. It only has to do with Mary. She herself, when she was conceived by her mother, her soul had no original sin on it. That's what the Immaculate Conception is about. Has nothing to do with Jesus. That's number one. Number two, December twenty fifth is an arbitrary day. That is not the historical fact of the day that Jesus Christ was born. We can go into why it was chosen that day, but come on. You know why? Because it was a pagan holiday. Of course. Uh, Yes, exactly. It was the return of the sun in the sky. That's why when the church became powerful and decided, well, we got to stop these pagans from celebrating something pagan, let's make it Christmas. Hey, I know. Let's say that this is the day that Christ was born. That's how it happened. Thank you very much. Here is Peggy. In Maine, Peggy, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hi. Uh, I went to Catholic school, and the Immaculate Conception is the conception of Mary, who was conceived without original sin. The original sin is the sin of Adam and Eve, which is why we need to be baptized. We get rid of our original sin. Now, what was the purpose of Mary being without sin? She had to be so pure and so perfect as the host of Christ child, right? Yep. So So it's almost like uh, she had a baptism without knowing about it. Well, when she was conceived by Anne and Anne's husband, she was conceived without original sin. There's no way the nuns ever taught that the Immaculate Conception was the conception of Jesus. Let alone that... be delusional. Let alone the craziness of he (laughs) saying that Mary only carried for three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Which would have been... Uh, a major part of the story. 
Everything I mean, out of it. That's right up there with walking on water and soap. That's my point. Everything else about Jesus is spectacular. Why should we choose to believe? Now that no. We, that, that, There's that, a lot about him that's not spectacular. He lived a human life for the most part. That was the point. You take God and have him live and suffer as a human. That's the important part of the story. To you, your is the uh, Superman part of the Clark Kent story. Well, I mean, Jesus also was curing blind people, making fixing le- lepers up left and right. I mean, last but th- only late in the game. During his whole childhood, uh, all the stories are he's basically just living and studying like a person. Well, there is that one story that he was 12, able to outspeak all the other, you know, Jewish priests at the time. So well, Who couldn't? So that... <laughs> Well, that wasn't could, exactly how that story went. How, what's the story, Fuzz? The story there is everyone went into Jerusalem. All the families went together. Jesus stayed behind to talk to the rabbis and the priests and the uh, Pharisees in the temple. And they came back and to look for him. And they said, didn't you know I'd be here doing my father's work? I don't know if it ever got into, he hey, was, he was he the great a, debater. He won a speech competition, according to Dave. Yeah. Uh, his speech, of course, was, I was only in the womb three weeks. He won a Hebrew I'm Jiffy, um, Jiffy Pop. Uh, Rick, you're on Fez. Unfortunately, I have to agree with Dave. I was taught the same thing. The Immaculate Conception was Jesus being born, not by uh, conceived by a man, but by God. That I is mean, not I the Immaculate Conception. Uh, well, I'm learning that now. Things are making a lot of sense. Thanks a lot. 20 years later, I'm figuring this shit out. Um, here is Chris in West Virginia. Hey, Ron. How you doing, buddy? Good. Uh, you know, when you're talking about Mary, Mary was not without sin. Uh, the sin is passed from the father to the son, not through the mother. It's through the father's seed. So, therefore, Mary was with sin, but with the birth of Christ, the father who, you know, impregnated, basically, Mary, didn't have any sin because he was God. So Mary was with sin on the American. No, state. Mary. The point was Mary had to be a purity, right? That God yeah. fixed her, so she was born without sin, born outside of a normal, well, you know, the the human thing up to that point. So she was always supposed to host uh, this child. At no point did did God just decide last moment. Let me look around. Blah blah blah. Okay, well, that makes sense based on what I ever learned on a Protestant side, because there was never any story of Mary, like, having any doubt about this or complaining or anything. Well, she was touched by God. Mm Mm-hmm. So she um, was given the full uh, force in the story. I'm not trying to convince people or switch people over. We're talking about the mythology of the story. My point is this. Dave is always talking about being a Catholic, and then he gave us the Jiffy Pop pregnancy of Mary carrying Jesus, and it drives me nuts. It's just another miracle, in my opinion, of what Jesus was capable of. He could you know what's the miracle, in my opinion? What? That your underwear isn't on inside out every day. Some days it is. No further questions. Um, here is... Um, Justin in California. Hey, guys. I just want to say that uh, 
I think the real miracle would have been if uh, Jack Tatum had wrapped him up instead of leading with his head. This whole deal never would have happened. Well, you know what? Let's really, if you want to talk about the immaculate reception, it touched two offensive players in a row. And that time, it would have been a dead ball penalty. There should be. The immaculate reception, the miracle of that is, they didn't have fucking replay. Or the Raiders would have went on and won the Super Bowl, and we wouldn't have had to put up with the Steeler Nation. And it was in Pittsburgh where security was light. When they when the referees conferenced about the match, they were afraid. Seven. They were afraid. They said, "How much security? Uh, not a lot." And they said, "Okay, it's a touchdown." Uh, here is uh, Rob in Florida. Rob, hey Rob, hey Fez. Got the, I think Dave went to the Sally Struthers School for Catholic Teaching. Eight six six runs your Fez. Here is uh, Brian, the only living boy in New York. You're on the Run Fez show. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah, Dave is the ultimate retard. If you actually look up the name of the holiday, it is the Immaculate Conception of Mary. It's Everybody shortens it down for the calendar or whatever. And Jesus did not begin his ministry until he was about 30 years old. It's in the Bible. Up until he was 30, like you were saying, Ronnie, he lived an average life. He was a carpenter. I mean, you know, Jewish carpenter. When's the last time you saw one of those, right? But, you know, the point of the story is that God lived as a man. The important part of the story is not the Superman part, it's the Clark Kent part. That he came here and understood what it was like to live with physical pain, discomfort. Yeah, he did those temptation. things. But he also, you know, would use some of his powers at, at times. After he started his ministry. When he went on the road. Eh, you know what? I mean, first of all, the whole point of that being on the road, look at the travels. I mean, he's still, to me, he still stayed a local act. The road, the big room was Rome, and he never went there. That's what amazes me about the story, is that Jesus wasn't well-traveled. Well, it's like Floyd, you know, played in London for their first, you know, two or three years. They really didn't Yeah, travel. but they still came to New York. Not for not until you know Sid was pretty much out of the band. I mean, they, yes, and that's when the band got big. Yeah, they they didn't do that. They didn't come by choice. Right, right, right. They weren't big until Sid was out of the band. But I'm saying Jesus probably didn't travel by choice either. That's what I'm trying to say. That why you know if he has his built-in audience, why would you? Want it him wasn't with? a major audience at the time, particularly when he was dealing with much bigger religions. He never really played big on his time at earth it never like when he was even crucified it wasn't a big story in rome you know really? the romans weren't talking about it he was a, a a local show pretty much a local show well that yeah that was just local trouble and caesar was told to handle it caesar or pontius pilate oh, pontius pilate i'm sorry pontius pilate um, here, um, is Pete. Pete, you're on the Ronnie Fest show. Ronnie Fest, how you doing? Do you think, uh, Mary knew she was pregnant from the beginning? And if she did, how did God feel about Joseph banging her throughout the pregnancy? And do you think he was Well, first okay of all, with... I'm not going to, uh, be common with this story. Other than to say, Joseph, all-time stepfather. I mean, he makes Mike Brady... Looked like Mike Brady was a crazy person. All-time stepfather. Good to Jesus. 
taught him a, a trade, always was there for him, never uh, gave him a lot of uh, guff about not being his real kid. He treated Jesus just as good as anybody could. He was on the run with that baby for two years. Was Daddy Warbucks his stepfather? That's right. adoptive. That's adopted. Oh. That's, not, that's right. not the same thing. First of all, you're going to take a uh, comic book strip and compare that with uh, the Bible? Yes. You might be worst Catholic ever. Why don't you get your friend back on the fucking phone? Why don't you get your friend back on the phone so I can see what it's like to see a fucking redheaded dot at 36 stories? Nah. <laughs> I'm telling you, you and that fucking Chris Stanley are running a mutton Jeff fucking act in there that is driving me nuts. I apologize. Me. Apologize to Chris Stanley. I apologize. He covered for you. He did? Yes. Um, uh. Here is uh, uh, Corey in uh, Virginia. Hey, Corey. Hey, buddy. How's it going? Hey, let's not forget that Dave is the one that informed us all that Jesus invented the chair also. That drove me crazy. It's, it's a chair with a back that he uh, mass-produced for local people. I saw this on Discovery Channel. He never... Oh, well, there you go. It's got to be real. Oh, come on, He guys. never mass-produced anything. If it would have been mass-produced and it was a big deal as you're letting on, we would have one Jesus chair here. We don't have any. Now, you said before Jesus there was only the stool. Correct. There was, and not just that, Mister B. There was also pillows. People used. You can look at the fucking um, specials on this. People would sit around the table, Indian style. So you're saying there was no there was no chairs before Jesus. That's what I'm saying. People used to look at the tables back then. Okay, the tables were two feet high, so people had to sit Indian style on pillows, and they would eat with their hands out of bowls. When, when Jesus came around, did he invent the fork? He may have invented silverware, but I'm not even going to brush into that. The Discovery Channel told me he invented the chair, the the chair with the back on it. All right, before then, people were sitting on bar stools. There could have, I think, stools as you and I know them, and Fez knows them, uh -huh. are saved for royalty. Most people just sat on the ground. With I, I, I want to. I, uh, I want you to think about this. Name me one king in history whoever sat on a fucking stool it never existed dave they sat in a throne with a beautiful chair back they were carried not back then yes back then if you look at pictures king tut had a fucking throne he didn't have a stool with no back when you look at pictures of samson you know on like you know those those bibles that have you know Paintings in them. Right, Mike Kaka just wrote to me. He said Jesus wasn't a carpenter. He was a stone worker. That was a problem with translation in the Bible. But you have to take this. When you even look over with all that desert, right? Uh -huh. How much wood did they have to work with? There wasn't an amazing amount of wood. It's not like he grew up in Germany or England where you had forests. Right. Where was he going to get all this wood? Unless, Dave, you're telling me it was all wooded there. And like Paul Bunyan, uh, Jesus cleared it out as he's making uh, stool chairs, stoolbacks, as he called them in those days, for everybody. And, yep. you know, if I was a king and had the bar stool as opposed to the people sitting on the ground with the pillows, I think I would probably say I'd rather sit on a pillow. 
you know, Fuzzy, enough that there was no king that ever sat on a bar stool. Ever. Yes, there were. If you look at If Herod, I even now, I go into a bar, and it doesn't have a back, I'll say to the bartender, I'll bring my fucking drinks over to the table. I'm not sitting here like an animal. Get some fucking bar stools with a back if you want to fucking have people sit up here. Well, I mean, we've evolved throughout times. There's only, you know, it only stands to reason that people are going to have chairs that were Bill, different. Bill and Georgia, you're on the Run of Fez show. Uh, Dave's, Dave's ridiculous. He is the worst Catholic ever. One of the biggest things that Joseph and Mary had to put up with was telling everybody that, that the baby was from God. And including Joseph, you know, all of a sudden she's pregnant. He has to believe this is from God. And if, if this was some, you know, three-week uh, term, everybody would, have, everybody would have understood, oh, this is from God. Of course it was a full term. You know, of course she carried full term, or, or there wouldn't have been any question with where, you know, where the baby came from. No, 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 because it's, plenty of stuff happened that, you know, just goes beyond logic. Jesus died three days later. He's walking around. Happy yeah, as not, a cal it's, calendar, it's, you know? It's not logic. If, if, she, if she says, hey, I'm pregnant, and three weeks later had the baby, everybody would have said, this must be from God. Exactly. There, That's why they hid in the manger in Bethlehem. There was not a lot of hide. fanfare. There was not a lot of fanfare about them. And who are, these are two common people, Mary and Joseph. Why would people, people aren't going to just know that, oh, Mary's pregnant three weeks later. She's going to, you know, she has a baby. No one was that nosy back then. I, I'm Joseph sitting here alone. He was the one who had to, who had to agree that, or had to believe in, in faith that this baby is from God and, and isn't from, you know, oh, she's just come up with a story. It's actually from the next door neighbor. If, you know, if the next door neighbor is not going to have a three week term, you know, super sperm thing. I mean, you know, he wouldn't have had any doubt if it all happened in three weeks. Then it would have been like magic, and everybody would have said there's something magical uh, going on. Um, here is, um, oh, let me just go to this first. I'm going over stuff for who invented uh, the chairs. And at no time, under anything, has the term Jesus come up. Now, if he did invent the chair, Fuzzy... Mm -hmm. You know Christians would uh, be uh, making a big deal of it. Uh, Andrew, you're on the Run of Fez show. Who's that? Andrew, I guess. Yeah, it's Andrew. How you doing, Ronnie? Fezzy. How you doing for you? Uh, the thing you were talking about, uh, Joseph being stepfather of the year, don't forget that they weren't even married. He was betrothed to Mary and wanted to divorce her quietly as opposed to having her stoned or... Uh, brought in front of the judge for adultery, and the angel came to her, him in the dream and told him it was from God, and he basically lived a life of shame for nine months while the baby was developing. So there's no way that, that it was So he had to take term. the full brunt of society at that time? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Here is... Um, uh, let's go over here to... Um, let's go to Brian in Ohio. Brian, you're on yeah, I just wanted to say that on the hieroglyphics that are a thousand years before Jesus, they have chairs, Dave. Uh, no. Yes, I'm reading yes, that, they... too. I'm reading that now as we speak. How could they make all those other things and nobody come up with a chair back? Well, let's just, let, let me just say this. If somehow a couple Egyptians invented some kind of weird chair, but... In Jesus' neck of the woods, there was no chair, 
and he he created one and then and then put it out there for the public to see he's still an inventor of a chair in my opinion i say if a caveman leaned up against the side of the cave to rest he invented the chair back oh i disagree there's a big difference between i'm resting my back and i've invented something to make my back feel better i give whoever came up with the chair mm-hmm. props i'm just saying this if Jesus did it, it would have been incredibly famous, and probably Catholics would be walking around wearing chairs uh, around their neck on little uh, on little chains. No, because Jesus didn't want to take credit for stuff. He he believed in being meek. It's right in the Beatitudes. So Jesus went around. He did a lot of things. He invented a lot of shit. Probably we know that he invented the chair. Okay, we know that he invented the the uh, the rug that's used. In, like, I, I a, want you to do this. I yeah. want you to do this. I want you to go to the goddamn Natural uh, History Museum. No, not that one. Go to the um, Metropolitan Museum. They have the giant Egyptian part. You see these huge stone thrones there. You can sit in one. It predates Jesus. It's a chair back. But are these affordable? Compact, lightweight wooden chairs that any Tom, Dick, or Harry so could buy. So, what you're trying to now, now you're saying something different. Now you're saying that he found a way of making the chair cheaper, which is not an invention. No, I'm saying that he did come up with it, but he, but, but, but he also came up with it in a way that everyone could use. Jesus had no idea what was going on with King Tut. So, so the fact of the matter is, everywhere where Jesus was from, no one had these chairs. Jesus said, you know what, I'm going to have a, a small wooden chair. That, to me, is an invention. I disagree. Um, here is uh, John and Shaolin. Oh, buddy, there's so many points to clear up at this point. I mean, first of all, there have been two calendar systems since Jesus was born that we've lived with. The Roman calendar and the calendar that Pope Gregory invented. And if you take all the errors into account, um, the, the best consensus is that Jesus was born in the springtime of, of 4 B.C. Secondly, Mary found out that she was pregnant through a visit from the Archangel Gabriel, which was confirmed when Mary went to go visit her cousin Elizabeth, who was pregnant with John the Baptist. And Elizabeth said, Blessed uh, we lost you, brother. Here's Michael in Virginia. Michael, go ahead, buddy. Uh, one of the things I'd like to chime in on is that uh, we know that Jesus really wasn't a carpenter. I know that was brought up earlier, but part of the reason why we end up with this you know, perpetuation of the idea that he was, it actually comes down to something that's not in the Bible, but rather a debate between an old pagan critic by the name of Celsus and the responses of a, of a Christian respondent, an apologist by the name of Origen. Uh, when they're talking about uh, him being a carpenter, it's really a derogatory, or a woodworker, if you will, it's really a derogatory reference to the fact that he was nailed to a cross. It was a, you know, a, a very negative uh, connotation. On so the it was almost like a, a mean joke. Uh, in a many like ways, he's a yeah. carpenter. That'd be like if somebody was drowned, oh, I heard your uh, nephew is a diver. You got it. Okay. I don't know. So he wasn't a carpenter at all. And I'm also getting that from uh, Mike Kaka, who, if you want to be honest, is the inventor of the Ron Bennington's Got His Own Cupcake, Chicago's favorite cupcake. Brian in Manhattan. Yeah, it's me again. Dude, I, I can't believe it. Is this a bit? Is this like a joke? Uh, you guys set this up 
Dave cannot possibly be this stupid and out in the workforce. It, it's just mind-boggling. All right, l- let me just clear up some things. And I wish it was different. But the creativity on the show lacks. I can't stand the fact now that people uh, go, is Fez making stuff up? Is Dave making stuff up? If you guys are, stop it. Just stop pretending because it throws the show off. If you're not fighting with Mafia Life, Chris, Fez, then don't. You don't need to waste our time pretending. Dave, if you don't believe all these nutty things, then don't. I do. I wouldn't fight so adamantly if I didn't believe them, and I wouldn't keep quoting the Discovery Channel. And one of these stop days- quoting the Discovery Channel as a Catholic. You're supposed. First of all, you came to us like it's your Catholic faith. Then you saw something on a ridiculous fucking TV station that basically just does bad bio docs all day. Right, and you're believing it. Well, they had a very convincing reenactment, and there's not another human being who saw this thing like you did and said Jesus invented the chair. It was on very late at night. Maybe everyone was asleep. I don't know. Maybe you were dreaming. Maybe you were dreaming. Uh, Robert, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, uh, Ron, I want to nominate Joseph, the ultimate stepfather, as for the Beanie Cup. Uh, here is uh, Sean in Boston. Sean. Yeah, I was wondering if we were going to start talking about something more realistic, like the Tooth Fairy or the Easter Bunny. Well, I mean, sometimes we talk about movies. They didn't necessarily happen that way, but you can discuss them. I think that you could discuss any part of mythology. A, it's always interesting what people believe in. Now, here's Dave, who who puts himself down as a stone Catholic. Uh, Or Fez, who acts like he believes in a certain civil rights movement. Yet, neither one of them takes the time to learn about it. They hear bits and pieces and then repeat it. And then expect people to go with it. You don't learn things and then try to convince people. That you don't have enough interest in. You just have enough enough interest to be confused yourself and look ridiculous to other people. Uh, here is um, Jimmy. Jimmy, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, how are you? Good. Yeah. I, I tend not to change the subject, but I was out at Molly's Cupcakes uh, two days ago. I had the Ron Bennington Cupcake. Best cupcake I ever had. Thank you, sir. It's all set. I'm glad to hear. What were you doing in Chicago? Oh, he's already gone. Uh, yes, we're completely proud of that. As a matter of fact, I'm getting a little nervous because the Ron Bennington's got his own cupcake was leading for so long. We're still the number one cupcake at Molly's, but there's other cupcakes being invented constantly. Uh, and I came up with an idea. The Ron Bennington's got his own cupcake with Quim, but uh, they don't want to do it. Rejected? I wouldn't say so much rejected, but thought of as impractical. Uh, here is uh, Corin. Corin, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hi, guys. I just wanted to say that the fact that there are so many interpretations of this religion, doesn't that somewhat take away the validity of it? Uh, well, that would be a personal choice. But let's face it. Uh, a huge percentage of the people in this country choose to believe in this religion um, with less interest than you just showed right then by questioning that. That they consider the main thing to do is just to keep rolling along with a couple of phrases 
without once even studying the religion that they claim is true. They seems to have gotten something from a weird Discovery Channel thing. And I'll say this. Anytime you guys come in here talking nutty, it's because you've seen the Discovery Channel. Well, I mean, I lo- love their programming. but be- Yes, because it's Bigfoot. Hmm. Besides that... And that fucking Loch Ness Monster. Well, no, I... I and a lot of dinosaurs. I feel like... Well, dinosaurs are real. I don't know uh, what they, you know, were doing in this, but uh, the dinosaur part is at least real. Uh, here's Bill. Bill, you're on my face. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, listen, man, that, that day must be crazy. But I saw on the Discovery Channel that the Flintstones was real and Fred Flintstone used a dinosaur like a crane. But I don't believe that bullshit. You need to drug test Dave or something. Because he's all... Um, uh, that wasn't real. The Flintstones weren't real. I know what I saw. The fact is that there were... There are holes in the Bible, and I don't think it's wrong to let some of these educational shows or books fill in some of those holes, and then we can make an assessment of what went down. I don't think that's wrong. Uh, Dave, have you seen the picture of the Yankee fan knocking the ball away from the Met yet? Yeah, I saw that live, actually. I was watching the game. Uh, What was your feeling on that? Uh, That was totally legal. The ball was in the stands. Have you seen this, Fez? The ball's going into the stands. The Yankee fan uses his large girth to knock the ball away and then celebrates it with some wrestling poses. Let's try to get this up uh, so we can take a look at it, Dave. I will let um, Fez uh, make the call. Is it on YouTube now? Yeah, hopefully. If not, I can send this to you. Okay. If if you sent my email, I got it. All right, it's being sent here right now. All right, so this was in this last Subway series. Yes, just the other day. Um, some people, somebody just wrote to me, wait, I just started listening. Are you guys trying to say Jesus invented a chair? And they're laughing hysterically. Yes, for the last time. All right, here we go. Uh, let's take. Uh, it should be at the bottom, Dave. Yeah, I know. I sent it first. I'm trying to scroll down this computer, I'll get. It. I never remember you being so nervous and scrambling the way you do now. <laughs> not, you used to be like a fucking cool guy. This who, internet used to work. It stopped working because look, I'm. Well, you ever talked to Mars about it? I do. You talk to Cross about it? Yeah. Uh, Bob in uh, Alabama, you're on the Run of Fest show. Yeah, I want to see if Dave has watched that movie, Angelus, uh, with Bill Maher in it. Yes, I saw, you saw that. the that, Bill Maher. Maher what, what did yeah, you think? I I loved that uh, movie, but I did I disagreed with it. Where he proves that? Well, he didn't prove. It. He disputes how uh, the same story in the Bible was written thousands of years before that, and over and over again. Yeah, there. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, a lot of the mythology from the Middle East and even down far as India, it all kind of um, could um, okay. came together. But I love the fact that Dave, uh, again, could sit here and back Bill Maher, but not us saying that Jesus didn't uh, mass I, produce a chair. Uh, I said I disagreed with Bill because Maher. Because you saw it 
uh, on something that wasn't even Christian. All right, let's take let's take a watch of this. Okay, a foul ball. And you see he's going for it. And look at the fan. He's knocked the ball away. It would have been a pretty easy look. Look how happy he is. Now, Fez, even though that's the home team, would you throw that guy out? Uh, yeah, I would throw him out. He's interfering in the game. He was pretty much treated uh, well. By the way, those are pretty expensive seats he's sitting in, huh, Dave? Yeah. Very expensive. I mean, ridiculous. And that was at City Field. Oh, was it so City I'm Field? I'm not sure, but, what, but I'm, I'm sure I think they're around the same price range. Um, okay, so wait. He's at, at the Mets Stadium, for the people who aren't familiar with City Field. Correct. Interfered with a Mets player. Yes. And it looked like the crowd still was on his side. Well, there was tons and tons of Yankee fans there. As And there are, you know, to be honest. Was the, he thrown out? No, he wasn't thrown out. I no. like the way he just sat there after his pose down, rubbing his hand like I'm such a hero. Yeah, I, I put my body on the line here. Um, well, well, he did. It was, imp- you know, I mean, I think uh, Cano ended up not doing much at that at bat, but nevertheless, to me, right was David Wright the changer. Third. Yeah, and and the third baseman was in the stands. And by the way, the Yankees went on to win that game. And after that play, felt like the Yankee fans owned the the Mets' house. Like, well, you hey, can see here we are. That the Mets fans just let this happen. Now, I also blame this on home uh, fans. Because you know a lot of Mets fans were selling their season tickets to Yankees fans at ridiculous prices. The thing that's weird about this, Fez, Mm -hmm. nothing illegal about it. Really? The fan has the right, once it crosses over, to go for the ball. See, I don't know anything about this. To me, it looks like the fan is actually, I mean, I know he's going for the ball, but it looks like he's swinging at a player. Well, watch it again. He's swinging at the ball. To knock the ball away. He's not necessarily... He's fighting the player for the ball, but you can see they're in foul territory. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's leaning... Oh, David Wright, the third baseman of the Mets, is leaning over the, the, the fan. The, the, and the look how many Yankee fans, and there's no Mets fans giving this guy shit. None. I swear to God, Dave, when I saw this, I thought it was Yankee Stadium. Yeah, no. It was, it was, at, it was at the Mets ballpark. You gotta know where you're. I mean, Yankee fans have an instinct to do that. Remember in Yankee Stadium, that little kid Jeffrey Mayer stole that ball in yeah. the playoffs, and that's still very famous. So, if you're a Mets fan, show up or box the guy out. Do something. I mean, to me, it looks like the guy is has inserted himself in the game, like anyone else who would like run out on the bases from the stadium. Well, he's in foul territory, though. Uh huh. He can't do that in fair territory, but in foul territory. The fan has the right to go for the the ball. Now, even a home team fan has the right to go for the ball. But you don't do that to your own. Right. Now, when I'm in a game and I have seats like that and the ball is coming over, instead of going for the ball, I always put my arms up and lean back <laughs> to keep other people from doing it. Yeah, you're boxing the guy out. That's boxing I was the trained. Man. That's the way you're supposed to. If, listen, if someone had done that to Bartman, the Cubs would have uh, been in the World Series in 03. I'm glad that you said that because somebody should have leaned in the Bartman. If you were a real fan, you were trying to clear a path for your guy to get there. Now, Bartman's uh, thing is not illegal, wasn't interference. Nope. Uh, nobody, uh, you know, only the home team fans uh-huh. were mad at Bartman. 
but he had every right to go for that ball. Yeah, and I actually think that Bart, Steve Bartman got screwed because there was a, like a firefighter that Chicago firefighter that was also leaning, and Steve Bartman was like this little like kind of nerdy Pussy. guy. So he just kind of followed the crowd. Right he, now, he was definitely closest to the ball. But my point is, the firemen and other guys around Steve Bartman should have been, you know, pushing him back. I agree there, a hundred percent. I always try to do that when I'm uh, on a rail at a game. I guess it's, it's it must be it must feel like a natural instinct if a ball is coming at you to try to catch it or stop it or whatever. Uh, absolutely no. No, you got to think. You know what I mean? You got to think. What team am I on? Yeah, I mean, I don't think about ever hurting my team. That's not. A, there's no instinct that's going to get me in a way of hurting my team. Just like you, when when you're playing baseball, you think, what's the play? A ground ball, where does it go? A pop-up, what do I do after I catch it? You don't just sit there and improvise, you got to think before. So when you're on the fucking rail at a ball game, you think to yourself, what do I do if a foul ball comes in now? And I know it seems only at like a second or a couple seconds, but to me, if you've been in a game and you know a foul ball is coming, you have time to sort of push people away. You got a lifetime. Yeah, you you know exactly what's going on. I know it only seems like three seconds when it's going at you. That's plenty of time to make a decision. Yeah. After all, these ball players are being asked to make the same decision for a hundredth of a second. Absolutely right. A fan should be involved in the game. Wayne and Georgia, you're on a fez. Hey guys, uh, something along the similar lines of what y'all are talking about. I was at East Lake Country Club in Georgia, a PGA tournament. Uh, one of the players hit the ball. It was definitely going out of bounds, but it bounced in front of one of the, the spectators, and he actually swung his hand to knock the ball back into the fairway and was celebrated by everybody else that was around us doing that. And it clearly would have cost the guy a stroke. But so, instead, he's sitting about 130 yards out, hitting a wedge instead of having to take a drop. That's so. hysterical. So he's actually changing. <laughs> the uh, course of the game <laughs> just exactly. whacks it back yeah. out there, helping out. Yeah. Somebody should take a net bastard out for a steak. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. All right, eight six six Ron zero Fez, eight six six Ron zero Fez. Uh there was um, the L.A. Times did a story on how A-listers are not perf- they're underperforming this summer of movies. So you have people like Will Ferrell in Land of the Lost, Jack Black, Denzel Washington, Eddie Murphy, John Travolta. Their movies are underperforming, and they're no longer the guarantees for your big summer movie smash, box office-wise. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if it's these stars that are losing some of their shine, or is it just bad movies? Or what is the deal when most of these guys are box office fixtures? I don't know whether John Travolta is, and I don't know if Eddie Murphy is as big as he used to be, but nobody could save some of these movies. I mean, it's just a bad year. They're blaming it back on the writing uh, writer strike, too. Uh, David, you're on Ronnie Fez. Hey there, Ronnie. First of all, I want to just say that thank God I found you guys again on XM because I used to listen to you guys back when I lived in New York, uh, like years ago on WNEW. So whatever, cool. it's great that I found you guys. Thanks. But about the Steve Barman, by the way, Steve Barman, he did, he was an idiot because he, he stood up and tried to reach for it. It wasn't like he let it fall in his lap or something like that. He made an effort to go for that ball and he was an idiot for doing that. No, absolutely. I agree. And like what Dave and I were talking about, the other fans should have been boxing out. Yes. You should be clearing a path 
for your guy to get to the ball. Of course, if 100%. Not, that would have changed the whole course of the game. Yeah. I still think that the Cubs are idiots because they had their chances in that series after that to win that series. That's besides the point. But uh, but then with the David Wright thing, that I think was a little obnoxious by the fans. But, I mean, once again, when you go to legal, he was it was definitely – over the fence, and you, it wasn't like he interfered or anything like that, you know? So, truth is, you know, whatever, but I still think the guy's an idiot, but that's um, not the point. Yeah, I, you know, particularly if you're a fan for the other team. Chris, you're on the Ron Fez show. Yeah, if you watch that clip again, the guy hits the ball with his cell phone, so he, after he, he's, he celebrates, he looks down at his phone, and it's My broken. phone! <laughs> yeah. And then Gano grounded out the next pitch anyway, so it was for it was all for nothing anyway. So Yeah, but you never know. You Listen. never know. And again, uh, Dave is right, though. That turned the Yankee fans uh, at City Field around and let them, and they got to know this is our house now. And I see there's a Met fan standing right next to that big animal. <laughs> Nobody wants any part of him. <laughs> no, no. And uh, guess what happened? The Yankees swept. I know the Mets have injury problems, but still, you got to get one game. So the Yankees got two new stadiums this year. Uh, here is uh, Chuck in Atlanta. Hey, Ron. I just want to dispute that Bartman cost uh, the Cubs a series. It was poor management on Dusty Baker's part. He should have pulled the pitcher out way before. The blame it on one fan is just asinine. Well, you know, I mean, everything that you're saying is true. And yet there is also such a thing as changing the tide. Mr. Moe has switched teams. And the kind of depression that hit that park that night after Bartman, everybody felt it. And then when things started going bad, it felt like a jinx. Yeah. Now, this is the way primitive people would decide, <laughs> you know, oh, Dave gets a pimple on his nose, so it starts to rain. It must be connected. We've got to cut Dave's nose off. <laughs> you know what I mean? And this is what happened to Bartman. He got caught up in superstition. He got caught up in the mob mentality. Yeah, I mean, it was a poor little guy with his little headphones on. Let's just say this about Bartman. You never saw him again. He didn't write a book. He didn't try to fucking sell his hat on eBay. Right. He's a stand-up guy. Yeah, and he also was a season ticket holder. He just... He look, fucked up. He did fuck up. So did... I was just showing the picture. So I had three or four other people around him. Right. And, you know, the, the, the I'm sure if but you're... Here's the deal. Someone pours a fucking beer on you, you got to start swinging. As soon as he let the first guy pour a beer on him, <laughs> it showed... This bitch ain't doing nothing. Yeah, I know. That was ugly. That was ugly. You that gotta ugly. fucking start going fucking crazy and acting like you're fucking well, with the wrong guy. There were season ticket holders all around Bartman right there. And so, as someone whose parents had Yankee season ticket holders, you know the little retarded guy who's sitting in front of you who's all jacked up and stuff. But you have to be out, look out for that guy and go, hey, don't fuck us up now. Have you uh, read the uh, the spoon thing on ronfez.net about him and Philly? Go yeah. see if you can find it. I want you to read that, and if you can, in Spoon's voice for me. Because <laughs> um, I read it the other night, and I have to admit, I know a lot of people write the LOL, but I literally laughed out loud <laughs> when I read how much he hates Philadelphia and his reasonings behind it. There's something about that city and sports. Yeah. 
Oh, let me guess. You can't find it now. Oh, yeah, I'll get it. Um, let's go over here to our good friend, the Blowhard. Uh, Blowhard, how are you, pal? Hey, buddies. You know, I always look at it, if you're a fan and you can help your team in any way, not only would I have smacked the ball out of David Wright's hand, I would have smacked David Wright, I would have grabbed his hat, I would have grabbed his glove. You know, it's war. And, I, you know, this whole thing going on about, oh, it's not, you know, it's not the nice thing to do. You know, I did this once myself to a player. It was, uh... One of your favorite players, Ronnie, I hate to say it, but it was Cookie Rojas. I love Cookie. Yeah, well, he was playing for the Royals, and I was sitting in Yankee Stadium, and uh, he was coming over for the ball. And in a group effort, as he leaned over, about six of us all put our arms up at the same time. And he, the ball just bounced off the heel of his glove. And that's what it's all about. When you're over that fence, when you lean into the seats, it's fair game. I, I don't believe in, in hurting a, a, a person, though. I'm well, not hurting, but we wanted him to, wanted to deflect. But you said that you would smack a player. Well, you I, was, would... I was just talking in jest. I'm not going okay. to hurt a player. It's one the... thing um, to try to fuck up his thing or lean in, but I would never try to hurt a oh, guy. Because it's I just a baseball that, game. That was stupid. But the whole point is, if you can help your team... You know, when, when any chance you have, any opportunity. I've also, uh, years ago, I yelled at, um, I'm not even a Mets fan, but I did it for fun. I yelled at um, the guy who killed his common-law wife, Cesar Cedeno. Same situation. He was coming up to first base trying to get a foul ball. Me and my friends, we just screamed at the top of our lungs. The guy jumped, ball right off the uh, edge of the glove. And this Yankee fan, let's face it, he's a horse's ass, but the guy, it was a funny clip. and It's a hysterical he, clip. And he did help his, his, he did help the team. All right. The Yankees didn't uh, score any runs after that. But that's just a mentality that you have to have as a good fan. Don't lean over. Don't be one of those dicks that lean over and stop a ball on the field. That's awful. I've seen that in the old Yankees. Well, you know, even like when you see quarterbacks try to quiet down the hometown audience, mm -hmm. they shouldn't even have to do that. If you're really there for the team, you shouldn't have to be told, keep it down. Shut the fuck up when you have the ball. All right, thanks, Blowhard. Well, nothing makes anyone. I mean, I yeah, I think even hometown fans. I think nothing makes anyone make want to make noise more than being told to be quiet. Oh, not if you care about the fucking team. You want them to be able to hear the snap count. Why would you want your team to get down to the one and then end up getting a fucking penalty because you don't like that the guy told you to stay uh, quiet? You can't find this, can you? You can't find the spoon thing. Um, you mean it's Snoogans, right? No, it's Snoogans, yeah. That's, yeah. Did I say spoon? Yeah. I'm a fucking idiot. That's my fault. Yeah, it's Snoogans. He's told the story before. The big fucking crybaby. Okay. This is about him and Philly. Um, here is uh, Tony. Tony, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, fellas, I just wanted to say that I saw on the Discovery Channel that Jesus actually invented the foul ball. Uh, That's not true. Come on. Before Jesus, everything was fair. All right, we're going to break here. We're right back. It's the Ron Fest Show. It's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. It's the Ron and Fez show on a uh, Tuesday. We we start our vacation Friday. 
And Fez, I refuse to look back. I may not. I'm at the point right now. I may not even come back from vacation. This could be it. Enjoy the next two days of the Ron and Fez show. Because after all these years, it's time to admit we don't know what we're doing. And it's only getting worse. The producers, you guys are just insane today. And Chris Stanley, you're the best I've ever had. But you are catching the Eastside Dave disease. It's got you. No, this is just a... A unique disease of just today. That's just fucking my messing my head up. Uh, and Dave, you're completely out of your mind now. I feel good. I felt good today. I, 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 some things didn't pan out. Your origins of Jesus being the person who invented the back chair, the chair back, I guess I should say. Correct. Uh, which you claim you got from where? Discovery Channel. I'm going through everything on the internet. No truth to it at all. Now, some people are saying... Something about this showed up in Passion of the Christ. I never saw the film. I did, and maybe that's where the was there a back chair in there. Um, I believe I saw Jesus working on something like that. Yeah, so maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was discovery. But they say that he invented it. Maybe it was in the extras, and they just saw Mel Gibson's director chair. They spoke Hebrew in that, so I didn't know what they were talking about in that film. All right, this is really nice. A little spy report. From uh, CNN, just breaking. And you don't often get the opportunity to this. Michael Jackson will have an open public viewing. You can walk in to the Neverland Ranch and see the body of Michael Jackson. Wow. Now, I thought that the funeral being open to the public mm -hmm. was too much where you're going to get somebody out there, you know, making balloon animals at your funeral. That's what's going to happen. You open it up. This is way open to the public. This well, is beyond that. We uh, we do this in uh, Philadelphia when we lose a sportscaster. Uh, we did it for Richie Ashburn. The city showed up. They loved it. They thought it was uh, fantastic. All right, Fezzi, uh, meeting the people in our neighborhood. We have uh, brand new friends from Sirius uh, Radio. From the Martha Living Channel on Sirius 112, now on XM 157, it's the Whatever Show with Alexis and Jennifer. I'm looking over. Uh, the producers did not set Jennifer up with nice headphones. They didn't make her feel well welcome. Alexis has her own headphones. I do because I don't like other people's dirty headphones. Yeah, we fear things like Jason on headphones. Wait, here's. Yes. What's that about? Yeah, so uh, I'm going to have a producer come over and help you out. Um, normally they have producers' meetings. Thanks. So they know what's going on. But it's great to see you, ladies. Thanks for having Hi, us. How and are you're you? cleaning everything around you. Of course I am, we are. Just we just in need case to. I touch it. Oh, now I have to clean this headphone? I just washed my hands. So. I don't want you to fear anything. This is called the Opie and Anthony cum table. So That's don't exactly. let that bother see, you at all. Jism. Jism yeah. runs a plenty here. Luckily, I can't get pregnant, so I'm not worried about sitting on this chair. Well, Ooh, but I could. But there are other Ick. bad things. Yeah. Well, I don't even know if you get pregnant from a chair. It's a joke. I mean, a bad joke, but it was a joke. You're in the mood today? 
I, t- I every tried. Day. To, I want to be on time for everything, and yeah. I, I, it was hell. I waited twenty minutes for a, an express bus. Well, it was which really, never came. Yeah, sounds uh, like express service, Alexis. Uh, Jennifer was here first, and she was like, uh, "I'm always early." So I said, "Do you want to? You know, should we start just with the old Alex?" She's like, "This? Oh no, 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 no!" Oh, why not? She I'm said, "Wait for you." She she likes the idea that you both come it's in. Never together. stopped you before. Yeah, I wouldn't go on the show until you arrived, loser. Hi. Sometimes she starts early, though. Sometimes yeah. she. No, I don't. You, ever. It, it seems she's much more willing to go on other people's shows than spur of the moment, for instance. Than uh, she is, right? That's true. You, That's just I'm not very gregarious. Is that the or right friendly? Word? That too. Is it unfriendly, or you're just like? No, I'm just um, quiet, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Off. Uh, because you're known for the show. Now, I have a lot of friends that, that love you guys and uh, have sent me stuff about it. And I've watched the TV stuff that you do. Right. I don't listen to radio because I work in radio. And I'm sure you guys don't either. It's an awful thing to listen to anyone sit and talk. I don't know how <laughs> listeners do it. But isn't it terrible? By the way, yeah. it can be really horrible. Yeah. You scream at the radio yes. and then you have to email in because they mispronounce something. Yes. They use the incorrect grammar. Yeah. And but. then those people will hate uh, you the same way we hate listeners and by we i mean the people who do this for a living i happen to love the listeners but because you're the good girl and that's your gimmick you must pronounce everything right it It is a gimmick no it isn't i feel very connected to the listeners yeah anyone who's on the same plane (laughs) yeah (laughs) thank you alexis thank you very much thank you for that i appreciate it out there listeners so you um but but your point is you're just happy to be doing this I like my job. I mean, mm-hmm. some days I'm not so happy to do it, but I wouldn't want to do anything else except maybe. They're still cleaning. The this place is new and it's already. Filthy. I know the dust is layered. You know they never clean. It's serious. Yeah. Never. Well, also when people come in in the middle of the night. So O and A came in. They they use it for whatever other show. So we even have a lock on our door that doesn't work. But O and A came in here the other day, and they found uh, that somebody had been using their studio and spitting tobacco into a cup, and not even yeah, not even taking it out with them. So I'm guessing NASCAR. I think it was the middle of the night NASCAR (laughs) raid. It's offensive. Yeah, it is. Alexis and I got so bad here that we cleaned the bathroom on the thirty sixth floor. We clean the women's bathroom. The bathroom that everybody Once, uses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once. Once we cleaned it. The eighties bathroom? About three years ago, yeah, we did it. You can only hear the eighties there. Every time okay, I go yeah. I, I go nuts yeah. the music. I, I really it. want to die when I go in there. I sing while I pee. <laughs> It's uh, whatever's playing in the lobby. I think the security guards might have all lost their minds from having to listen to the specific stations. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what it is about the 80s, but it, I don't know whether it helps people use For the me, bathroom it, more. I don't think it's conducive. I don't, I don't know oh, that yeah. it makes me pee better, but I do like the music. I grew up in the 80s. So that'll work for you. Yeah. So you hear Mark Goodman, and you're like, "This is relaxing." Mm-hmm. Well, I only pee. I don't poop or anything. I don't you, need to relax to pee. You Ever? Would, you wouldn't here, do that. Not here. Now, gross. Why not? Come on. Because she won't go, because she'll hold it in until her bowels explode. Something like that. I got to be at home. Uh, Watley's the same way. Really? Yeah. I only use his personal bathroom. I can only do that at home. Yeah. It's what, just, I mean, there's never been a day when you weren't well and you had to use another toilet. And um, I've had problems in that respect. So, oops, and, I crap my pants. Uh, yes, and right. uh, I head for home. <laughs> head for home base. Yeah. See, I grew up in Philly, and we snort coke off of fucking urinals. We don't care <laughs> where we are. 
I'm used to walk. Swear to God, even in my school, you would walk into the bathroom and you'd see eight legs at a in a stall. Really? Yeah, oh, God. it was just a team thing. But that's also a guy thing. You men Is are it? so weird. You walk in with your newspapers and your magazines all together, all in tandem. Hey ho, how's it doing? Yeah, Kinda crap, gonna take a shit. I mean, it's so vile. <laughs> yeah, people will talk. To right? Me. Yeah. And then you guys make all the euphemisms that. with dropping your kids at the pool and stuff. Mm, sure. Why do you have seven tele? Because one, two, three, four, five, six. They're seven. very they're seven high TVs. level Because one's use, broke. We can't yeah. even get one Not to work one. in our. We have a teeny tiny <laughs> eight inch screen that and, plays CNN with major, like whatever you call it. What do you call that? See, here's the difference. Zigzag. You should have seen what we did had before when we came before we came here. We were on Fifty Seventh Street. We had this giant studio. We could have parties there. Yeah. It was all lined up. It was just us. No security guards t- testing people. So to come over here, we just took uh, a bunch of our stuff. But Owen oh, and I are still very, they're still whining about it. But right? who, yeah, can we yeah. have one of your cable cords and yeah. just pull it through to our studio? Yeah, go ahead. Right. But who would you invite to your parties? Uh, you know how I said we hate the listeners? Yeah. Not all the girls. Some I of them. I understand. So you get naked the, chicks. It's well, all lucky okay. callers. I like to right. think of it. This, <laughs> so this, you can this. get lucky with the yeah. callers? Contest yeah. winners. You, 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 mm-hmm. You're ninth caller. You get to come in and meet the people on the radio. Do they get naked too? Uh, whatever they do. So <laughs> you guys didn't grow up in the radio business. That's why you, you came late to the game. Yeah. yeah. And you're really, are you first and foremost TV people? No. With no. your TV show? No. No. Which, by the way, your TV show kills. Whatever, Martha. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Where you just mean? Uh, <laughs> I can't believe you say we're mean. Yeah, it's awful. Is it? Yeah. Sometimes. Really? Because yeah, yeah I, I don't I, watch I, it. I, I got it from my friend. Turned me on to it. So then I'm laughing real hard, and I sent it to my mom, who's a big fan, and she's like, uh, "Well, this is terrible." Wait, uh, <laughs> That's wait. Martha's idea. Yeah. yeah. Well, my mom wrote back to me. Wait till Martha finds out about this. Oh, executive she, producer yeah. and creator Martha Stewart. <laughs> so uh, I would guess Martha's confident. Yeah, with it, and I don't know that she knew what she was getting herself into. She was she was great about our doing it. She has a terrific sense of humor. But then, once the show was in the can, I don't know. Um, when other moments. people around her are laughing, then she thinks it's funny. Yeah, <laughs> I can tell there's humor uh, because other people are laughing. Yeah, yeah that's, that's almost like a baby. There's something funny happening now. Um, <laughs> the, I don't want to get too deep into it, but yeah. If you, if you, my favorite, I think, is uh, the one that's on YouTube right now, is the s'mores one, of how far Martha would go mm-hmm. to to have sticks, whittled sticks with yeah. with little yeah. hangers on them. Yeah, literally yeah. with a, everybody sanded. Has... They sanded the points so they there are no splinters. What do you call that thing? The drill bit, the bit that goes Dremel the, drill. Yes, yeah, everybody has a Dremel drill, don't you? Don't all your listeners have Dremel drills? Yeah. We actually, yeah. You can't mm-hmm. have a s'mores kit without a Dremel drilled twig that's been whittled. That was my mother's maiden name. Dremel drill? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, you She have, went to Hogwarts. <laughs> so you have the same thing, Fez. You grew up intimidating mom. Right, yeah. Or Alexis at least you, turned this into a career. What do you mean? Uh, Fez, uh, his shrink, no matter. And you've been gone how long? Oh, years and years now. And everything seems to be his mom in the way. Sure. A lot of mom acceptance issues. Yeah. You have to accept her for the way she is, or she has to accept you? She has to accept me. I can't earn her acceptance. Why not? Well, let me put it this way. What's wrong with you? I can't feel it. Let's just say this. Fez grew up in a, a Lutheran family. He has a secret that most people, most men would say, I'm ready to 
come out with this secret now. Oh, what's that? He will not say. I understand. Yeah, it's a secret. I get it. It's a secret. Yeah. And yeah. that all seems to have to deal with your mom issues. That goes back to, yeah, acceptance and Keeping the what's secret. going Got to be it. accepted. And- Do you have mm-hmm. siblings? Uh-huh. Yeah. How many? I have two brothers and a sister. Do they know your secret? One does. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. We'll the keep sister. that cat in the bag. And you just told her, right? Yeah, yeah. She just found out. I didn't even. All didn't right. They just their eye. You said that, she, they, and their eyes just lit up at me. And uh, that didn't even go over well with her, according to you. No, no. What did she want you to get over it? I, yeah. I tried to bring it up again this past weekend. Yeah. And it just gets brushed off. And so I don't know, you know, do you keep bringing it up? Do you mention what you're doing in your life? Only you if know? You, I, I would just speak as a normal, you know, as a normal person. Um, as, well, he's uh, not normal, obviously. He is well, not that normal. Was, that's why I, I can laugh. hear you. Oh, crap. Uh, oh, your father's on television right now, Jennifer. That's great, Alexis. Um, uh, what was I saying? Um, um, I think yes. you should just speak about your life as though... The way you want to, right. no? And Isn't if, that what you've been doing, or have you been quiet? Never. No, never. Mm-mm. Then if they're not going to accept you and you're not going to How can you stand them? Right. Then just don't deal with them. They suck. That's rude. But he hasn't even accepted himself yet. Um, oh, really? And even though he has this secret... Yes. And the secret that I knew 20 years ago when I met him... Sure. You mean when he, he opened his mouth? Yes. That <laughs> second and was wearing a bow tie. Yes. But he hasn't acted on the secret... Ever? Ever what? and hasn't even we can help like, you with that went against the secret, so he's, he's never still gone in any direction of any secret of any kind. Still in a holding no, power. Wow. Yeah. Power. Well, you know, you only got one life, dude. Yeah. Although some people don't feel they need to ever do anything of that nature of any sort, which I find freakish. But is that the way you felt before? You decided you did have a secret that you just didn't have uh, a desire. Um, uh, would try, yeah, would. Well, you suppressed it, no? Oh, totally. Yeah. I was just gonna put the secret away. And then it would never <laughs> come back to haunt you. No, never. Right. No, I didn't have to worry about it. Made Jeez. it this far, why bother now? It's but, sort of like you know there's cookies in the kitchen and you just tell yourself not to eat them. Yeah, I've never done that. Mm-hmm. I just go in and eat. Right. Now, did you think to yourself, I have a secret and I can't act on it, or you just thought I've. Because when people used to ask you, uh huh. Hey. Do you have a secret? You would say, no, absolutely not. <laughs> no, that was a lie. See how we're grown men, and this is how we have to talk. It's Because he can't quite do it. Well, really? It's do sad. you want help? We can do it right now. No, I'm fine. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, okay. Alexis. He's I not appreciate ready. that. But, so you In would your own support time. him. Yes. Of course. Secret. What, are you yeah, kidding me? What's what? Well, he's a Lutheran. They go to so hell. So what? I'm a Jew. Oh, give me a he break. Burns. There's no hell. In hell. He burns. No, he does not. You're going to burn anyway. Yeah. If you're... War- exactly. <laughs> if he's worthy of burning without, <laughs> because. Co- without the secret being announced, then he's worthy of burning just for his thoughts. Yeah. I think impure thoughts just for having a secret. time in hell, or at least purgatory. So neither one of you would ever think I need to live for my family. That doesn't matter to you. I need to keep up. My whole life for my family? No. You mean live as in actively live live your life in a way that makes your family happy? No, they're supposed to. It's a two-way street. Right. See, Fezzi, I told you, I think it's a Southern thing Mm -hmm. you got caught up with. Could be. Yeah. I I mean, it's a lot of things, I think. I know plenty of Southerns with a secret. And if you need to talk to them, because they've gotten past keeping the secret secret. How many times when you secret in a sentence? Uh, It's terrible. A lot. Right? 
Yeah. But don't don't a lot of the secret uh, people don't they have repressive families? Oh, I, I would I know think that so. They had the big secret parade the other society day. Society doesn't they, they, care. They yeah. have a secret parade, right. and some of the mothers and fathers were there to help, saying we support our. Isn't that child's, nice? That's yeah. how it should be. And they well, have then signs you always have someone that. to go shopping with. He Depending does, on your though. secret, yeah. He does. I shop. I organize the day after Thanksgiving sure. family shopping spree every you year. Do, but still, nobody has said to you, you know, come on. It's okay to have they this secret. They don't want secret. them to. No. Oh. No. No, it's never they come up. just sweep it under the rug, if you will. Because that means they'll have a bad family. does not. That's caca. Watch your language. I know it's an XL channel. <laughs> How do you sleep still, at we're night, stay on here. Oh, I sleep very well. Do you take pills? Alone. <laughs> I sleep alone. But he's I... on, he, I'll tell you this. He's no, on a lot of meds. Yeah. He's no. had two heart attacks. Yeah. Why? Well, trying to repress this thing. There's a buildup There's a build up of uh, energy that just explodes well, his heart. Doesn't your therapist tell you to that just what tell? what explodes, Ron? No. About yeah. your secret? Yes. She does. Over and over and over again? And has been. Yes. <sighs> All right. Let's talk about Ron. What's your mom's depressed. number? <laughs> Alexis. You, you want to call her? Zero. Sure. <laughs> Hello, operator. <laughs> she actually was an operator at one mm. time. For 32 years. Um, I want to know about Ron. Do you, you talk about yourself or not so much? <laughs> what do I care? I don't, I don't do even care. Pay, I don't even pay attention to myself. Is this true? Yeah, I Why? don't care. Why? What, there's so much more in the world than sit around. A, I know that you guys like to talk about your problems and what you did do over you have the a weekend. It's not for so someone can, mm. people can no, relate. My stuff is out there. Is it? Yeah. What stuff is that? All right, you want to know? Yeah, I'm, a uh, yeah, sure. I'm an addict. I'm an alcoholic. All in recovery. For how long? <laughs> that sucks because it's really boring when you can't drink and do drugs. Feel better but, about your stuff, well, now, Jennifer. But you know, I mean, I don't. I'm not going to make a. I, I I really don't think that that's the even interesting stuff about life. No, it's not. You I know, don't. I don't. Yet, so Not many people in radio abuse. are just constantly, oh, I wish I had a drink. Oh, I wish I could do coke. Oh, is that what they say? Yeah. The, the recovering addicts like yeah. yourself? Well, everybody well, in radio. I thought that was sort of against the rules to right. talk like that. Well, everybody in radio yeah. that came in a music radio, everyone's either an, uh, either an addict well, or used to be. Because people that are have addictive personalities are talk a lot, typically, I think. And and also are willing to play other people's songs for free coke. <laughs> Which, when every, when you it's a go, shame when that went away. When you go like this, hey, why did we have such lousy uh, radio in the 80s? Right. Because everyone's going like this. <laughs> yeah, we'll play it. Yeah. It smells like a hit. It was used right. to be so the how much thing. blow is dispersed over vanilla ice? Well, it's just constant. Right. Uh, first of all, top 40 radio in particular. Yeah. Even worse than anything else. Every song that you've ever heard is bought. Yeah, it's all it's, payola, but then yeah. that in recent years got uh, ended, right? <sighs> Did to it. To some extent. Did it. Oh, I don't know. I'm not in this music thing. Why did you guys get into radio? Uh, Jennifer's father needed to fill some airtime. Yep. Mm. We were fine candidates to do that. Uh, what, what's your? Uh, how's your dad uh, connected? In what way? I mean... Uh, you mean to the whole thing? Yeah. He used to be in the music business. He was, oh. yeah. Many During years. the 80s. During the 80s, Beautiful. when the coke was rampant. <laughs> he, yeah, it wasn't his thing. But, uh, yeah. But he works with Alexis's mom. Yeah. So. And, Alexis, we hear about your mom, but we never. What's the story with your dad? Is he. He's a uh, dick. He's a dick? Yeah. So, you no connections there at all? None. Mm. It's so unlike. You can learn this. Yeah. yeah. So, I told him. 
It's so annoying. And then the excuses. Oy. And really, who needs both parents in their life? Well, I did. I was a lot. I love my parents, but my mom died a year ago. So See? you got that going for you. Yeah. Good <laughs> working that one out. <sighs> On the air. Fun. You just shot the new season, mm-hmm. the new TV shows. What's uh, What happened this year? Anything big? Did you ever find the one that she said, here's a certain date, it's time to um, paint our garden tools? And uh, I always remember that one. She goes, she, So you can find, she paint on bright orange? Yeah, I think it was, she went with green, but she <laughs> said, this is the day of the year that I like to sand down the garden tools. You mean have then, somebody else sand down the garden tools? Oh, she doesn't do it herself? Oh, no, but there oh. was one. There was, a, the, time. there was an episode we did last year with the garden tools where she was putting them together, she was, making she was them. Fixing, or, she was replacing the blade on her, what is the name, what, fancy name? Oh, for I don't remember. It was some sort fancy of Fancy name for, for clippers. Yeah. Double yeah. drill. No, that's the drum drill. drill. No. Make a oh. hole to put no. the wire through that's, the twig for the That should swords. be your secret name so no one finds, <laughs> you, finds out who you are downtown. Totally. <laughs> that would be great. You I should like use that because all the um, people with secrets know what a Dremel drill is. It's <laughs> sad. Do you have any secret friends you could introduce them to? Lots. He yes. doesn't get to meet people. Here's what's really sad. He goes to the same piano bar every Saturday night. But he's comfy there. Yeah, so but he's what? not meeting. What? Do you live in New Manhattan? Uh huh. Well, Do you live Roosevelt in a secret Island. part of well, town? Roosevelt Island is part of Manhattan. That's mm. an oh my god, that's yeah. just deaf. I don't over think there's there, a lot of it? secret keepers yeah. there, is there? No. Mm-mm, not no, no not that I've families seen families and right. stuff. It's not good for you. And there are no animals allowed over there. There's something wrong with that. No dogs, right? They just in the past year started letting dogs on. Oh. Mm. You want to get a dog? Well, not in my build. The, the new buildings can have dogs. The other buildings um, are still dog-free. What so happened? it's like a half-dog, half-no-dog island. Yeah. Mm. What okay. happened to all those beautiful buildings that used to be like the loony bins on the other end of the island? They still have them there, right? Yeah, the ruins are there. They're going to keep those as they build a park around them. I see. Well, the ruins are the uh, small park hospital. Right. But then where the crazy thing was, they built a new building and still use part. Of the insane asylum. The oh. octagon, yeah. Oh. So they kind of tried to keep that spiral staircase and that center tower of it. Are we got a break here? Can you guys God. stay another break with us? Sure. sure. They are right. very professional here, Alexis. It's Did you see that? I know. They have a whole other room for everybody. Right. For so call you don't have that? No. no. Where's your call screener go? In here. Right. And across from us. Yeah, with us. So you hear people. Uh, yes. Yeah. You're going to talk to them. And right some now. of the, a lot of it's when they call in to ask like what's the phone number to reach Martha at right or can but I have customer really service exhausting. it's serious yeah they don't know why they're no. calling Mm-mm. they're just yeah, they're calling, calling the main for customer service right and they get us they're calling the main break. corporate line I can't get my magazine my Martha's Pretty living much. I can't get a signal <laughs> <laughs> Alexis and Jennifer are with us from whatever with Alexis and Jennifer on Sirius 112 XM 157 Martha Living and of course their TV show Whatever Martha that's on the Fine Living Network alright so we'll take a break here we're right back run fest. happy ball itself has its own energy or life force it its natural environment is in the home so why don't you send them home <laughs> send them home just send them home Time to go home there, Bob. Oh, oh, why didn't you just go home? It's the Ron Fez Show. we got some guests sitting in with us today, Fezzy. Alexis and Jennifer from the Martha Living Channel on Sirius XM Satellite Radio. Whatever with Alexis and Jennifer. That's on weekdays, 5 to 7. 
on Sirius 112 XM 157. And you guys are thinking about sending lucky listeners out to MJ's viewing this Friday? No, I was saying that if you didn't have to pay or wait online, then I would go. Wow. I think it would be a good but prize I think pack. neither of those are inevitable are avoidable. I think it would be a lot of fun just to touch him with a stick, you just know. to get close enough to touch the King of Pop with oh, a stick. God. Uh, don't like to be around dead bodies? No, I don't. I, I don't know all that many people who do. See, I brought my, my best friend. His parents were in that business. They were so yeah. funeral directors? Yeah, they were funeral directors. directors, and that's what he grew up to be. It's always a family business. Sure. So when I was over there as a kid, we would like sneak downstairs and see the embalming thing. And a little necrophilia. Yeah, it was very close. Yeah, that's great. And also the chemicals mm-hmm. were unbelievable in that business. They packed a punch? Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is why uh, you ever notice people in that business are very low-key. Because <laughs> they're always high? Yes. Uh, a lot of stuff. Uh, dying. And then I had to check on uh, some of our live reads uh, that we got coming up. I, w- I, I refuse to uh, let anybody uh, do live reads on the show without giving us stuff. I really do feel like that should all be uh, part of it. So do we, but it doesn't seem to work that way. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, we... we I bet somebody's I, getting something. It's just not us. We advertise for Tempur-Pedic. Yeah, we got those. I want to make a mattress. I want a a mattress. Well, well, why don't they they give them to you? Exactly. We got ours, like, how long ago? Shut up. Yeah. Really? Yeah, they're unbelievable. God damn it. It was right before we moved into the studio, I think. Really? Yeah. Wrong. All I want is a fucking mattress. Yeah, but I think they delivered them to somebody else at Martha Stewart Living. Yeah, not us. Oh, you got to put your foot down. Right? Mm. You got to put your foot down. They're great. Yeah, they're really great, right? Did you do the, the the wine in the glass test? Oh, yeah, I tried that. It works. Yeah, totally, right? See, he just Where you has, jump? Yeah. He just has jump a single. Jump spills. Yeah, well, obviously. Until his yeah. mom. Right. Are you living with mom? No. Gosh. Well, he is. <laughs> in spirit? In my weakened heart, yes. <laughs> Very weakened heart. He is in every woman that he ever meets. <laughs> <laughs> Oy. And you have it, too? You have that bed, too? No. What I, yeah, yeah. But why didn't they give you guys this? I don't know. No, it's not worth do? talking about, really. It's so annoying. It's you want depressing. me to make a call? Yes, yes that's absolutely. Insane. It is insane. I need a king right? size, very the skinniest kind one. Right. Oh, you don't like uh, a lot of padding there? Well, I'm I'm moving and I'm going to have an ant- an old bed, so I'm not sure I could handle because they're so, so heavy. Those oh, yeah, that's the, the really thick thing. Yeah, no, I need the thin one. Uh, and it's supposed to be fun that when you have sex on it, nothing else moves on the bed. Nothing right. else happens. Right. Got to take your word. Um, Say <laughs> so you're going for the, that joke. <laughs> no, but look at you. Bezzy. I have a lovely girl I can set you up with. <laughs> <laughs> Her name is Mitch. So, yeah. Here is uh, Neil in Tennessee. Yo. Yeah. How's it going, buddy? What can we do for you? I was just going to ask Alexis and Jennifer, excuse me, uh, if uh, they just loved it the night that Andy Rooney gave their mom shit. I love Andy Rooney. Yeah. It's, that episode was so funny. My mother hates that one. Yeah, because he was she so irritated him. by Martha. Now, what was, why would he go there then? They were making ice cream. Yeah. But why would well, he... Because he would actually go on the show. That's always counts for something. Yeah. You have to make something if you come on her show. Or you have to do. It's something. not. It's we're not. They're not going to sit down on a couch and yeah, chat. Right. No. 
But could there be like a gigantic guest? Like, could George Clooney say, no, I just want to come there and talk about my movie? No. Or does he have to... Well, I'm to... sure if George Clooney wanted to go, yes. Yeah. So he, he could do it. Yes. Because I can't imagine we're going to turn you down unless you make brownies with us. Do you think they would do that? You think they would, if George Clooney wanted to come on the show, Are they would make me? him just talk? They wouldn't make him do if anything? If he insisted, yes. But I don't... I don't yeah, I don't think Most they people won't... They're hap- I think they're happy to have something to do rather than just sitting there. It's fun. You can still talk about their movie. Yeah, but some people do it very poorly. And right. I want to say Jennifer Skills. Cause I, what, mine? Yeah, you're... Listen, I actually can bake in the privacy of my own home. I don't do it well on television. I am not a crafter. I, I, from what I've seen, you're terrible. Thank you. But it's it's tough to keep up there, I guess. First of all, th- this one, Alexis, is, is, fantastic. Is, is talented in that realm, gifted, and has been doing it her whole life. I'm a Jew from Long Island. I wasn't raised that way. I had an easy bake oven. Isn't it great? Someone else to bake for you, me. You can only <laughs> use stereotypes to protect yourself like everybody can. You know what I mean? I don't. Plus, I use stereotypes plenty. Because Jews will always be like, myself. hey, I don't swim. Yeah. I'm a Jew. They can, whatever. <laughs> oh, no, I it, swim. They, yeah. Mm-hmm. But they it's, will only use it in that. But you can't ever, you know, like right, Italians but no say, one else is allowed. No, yeah. no, I'll say I'm Italians a Jew, can I'm say, in the media. Oh, we're great dancers, we're Italian, but you can't go like this. Hey, you're Italian, why don't you dance for us? Why don't you do a nice little dance? Why don't you sing opera? <laughs> then, suddenly, it's racism. But you're allowed to use it the other way. Sure. At, well, at your easiest convenience. Yeah. yeah, well, you're allowed to use it yourself. But on, on our show, Alexis uses it plenty in any way she wants. She'll make lots of Jew comments. She's half Jewish, you know. One and one half wandering Jews. Here they are, their own show. Be the two of us. Yeah. Um, yeah no I like hats. to think my father stripped somebody out. So. Do you think? No, there's not a chance, but it's a good fantasy. Now I'm really curious about your dad, though. You haven't seen him in, you said, decades. And Martha hasn't seen him? I don't think so. He had to have something going on to get Martha Stewart, though, right? I mean, he must have. What do you mean? You know, I mean, he had to have. She was like 18 or 19. Yeah, but even then, you had to figure she must have been on the Martha Stewart uh, path. Yeah, she was, I don't know, he was, can you hear my stomach growling? Yeah. He was um, very handsome, and I don't know. Was he smart? Yeah, smart. So smart and handsome. That's going to turned out to be a turd. Right, and she put him through a law school. There you go. And then it's all over now. And now wherever he goes in life, he has to see his ex. Good. You know, and some... his daughter. Good. I don't him. have a problem with that. Yeah. He had more children. Did he do something in particular that made you uh, he... angry? How are we allowed to be violent this year? Yeah. Whatever <laughs> you want to do. He fucked all of my mother's friends. Yeah. And and uh, then told about it. Are you kidding me? But did he do anything wrong? <laughs> and then yes. And then he instead of packing his bag and leaving, yeah. he. Sued her for half. Right, but see, everyone is always curious about why the man ends up fucking the friends. But it always Revenge. comes down to they're there. Oh, actually, it, I just read that in the, t- in, yeah. the, in the paper the other day. Yeah, it's conv- it's it's uh, accessibility. Yes, people... But don't th- talk about it. Don't this, tell. This don't is like uh, Marlon Brando knocked up his maids. Nice. And, you know, you're sitting there at the house, you're Marlon Brando... Somebody's coming by. I didn't know you could get pregnant for, through your stomach. <laughs> Ouch. <Poor, laughs> now Marlon Brando's taking it on the chin. So Not um that he just sat there and they did the work. But what kind of friends did Martha have that they're all sleeping with her husband? I don't blame the friend nearly as much as mm. I blame... The, she's not married to the friend. 
Anyway, some of them were simply acquaintances or not uh-huh. good friends or friends of both of theirs. Anyway, the point is, do it and shut up. Right. No, you knew this as a kid or you only found out no, later? No, I, f- I found out when I was about 20. All right, so that's... But I already we- was not fond of him. So that just gave you that point of... Yeah, and then know. the whole fight over the money. Oh, my God. And him, right. he's such a baby. Really incredible. Yeah, it's got to uh, be... Uh, a little embarrassing to see your dad trying to get half the money. See, Fuzzy, you don't have it so bad. No, that's true. None of this ever happened. Right? Mm. In my family. It's totally good. What's the worst thing that happened to you? Family he can't live his life. Other than that. Um, I mean, our biggest scandal was when my sister divorced. What was the reason? Um, it was an affair. Who had it? Uh, it was with your dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I forget that part? <laughs> did she it have was the only affair? a couple years ago? Yeah. So that's not a scandal. So she, that, their that kids were already grown up. She had an affair. She had an affair. Or he had an affair. She did. I think Alexis is right, though. It's not about. I mean, the affair is not great. It's not what you hope for. It's not what you want. It's how you behave. It's how you behave after. after. Right. Nobody needs to know about the during either. Mm-mm. So you're saying as long as nobody should ever find out anything. No, and you shouldn't shouldn't call talk to the press. Right, right. You. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. What's the point? Yeah. I hate anyone who ever talks about who they slept with. It's just uncool. Yeah, but people, I guess, are uncool. So sometimes it makes for a good story. Well, so, that's the problem, Alexis. Yeah. It's not enough that they're fucking someone outside their relationship. They need to talk about it and get their rocks off a second time because of the way they're talking about it. And everybody right. like, oh, ah, guess what? I got to do him with him. Mm. So uh, you're married if. He had an affair. Yeah. Just keep it quiet. Listen, I'm not condoning, hoping for, wanting, wishing, but I don't want to know. I think when people talk after they have the affair, I think it's selfish. I think it's this whole, they're guilty and they don't want to suffer the consequence of their action and the guilty feelings alone, so they let it all out. And it only and then they think that worse. they'll be forgiven that way. Right, and they're but, not going to be forgiven. But let's say like your best friend knew that this was going on. And you still was went, it with my best friend? No, but oh. they yes, knew about it. Yes, your friend should tell you. But she doesn't yeah. want to know. It it it's no. You don't want the person to talk. So it, it, for a guy to say, I've been sh- I've been sleeping with somebody else. I'm, right. I'm gonna I'm just gonna come clean because I I just want to come clean and tell my wife. Right. Because right. I just need to tell her because I think then, to to heal we need to come from a place. Yeah. Of she doesn't need right. to be hurt honest. Like that. Unless you and if you want right. to leave, leave. Get she out. Or, or need to know. Or if it's you want to end it, hurtful for the right. other person. Or if you want to self-serving. End it and nobody knows, that's fine too. But don't. It is totally self-serving. It's don't think it's going to make things crappy. easier or better because you've come clean. That doesn't... Either don't do it. It might make you feel better, but... The, well, but live right. with your own sin. Yeah. Live with whatever you did yourself. Sure. You handle it. It's yeah. like it's not don't cheating if you don't get caught. Yeah. Exactly. Well, it is, but, I mean, you have to suffer your own consequences internally. Or say it was an accident. I didn't mean to do it. Right, so oh, I right. Said, an fell accident. On it. Right. So if I, I just sex- fell in. Right. Yeah. If I had sex with someone at work... Right. And I felt so guilty about it, I should just say to him, listen, honey, I'm sorry, I fucked this guy at work and... Yeah, that would do Who is it here at work? She couldn't because her producers and interns are in the same room. <laughs> <laughs> There's no hiding places not, over my there. My point is, it's, is that it would be completely self-serving to come clean because it would just be about absolving myself, me, absolving me of my own guilt, not, not right. trying to take care of him or really be sad or sorry for it. Uh, are, you, are, are you in a relationship right now, no. Max? No. 
Well, not not really. But and well, that's cool for you. you could... Long distance. Yeah. Oh. She's got something going so we, on. We see each other every four months. He's and a bullfighter. And lots and lots of yeah. sex. <laughs> I don't like bullfighting. Uh, but he's far away. Few. I mean, it's I mean, inconveniently. He's not China. Yeah. He's yeah. in the United States. Okay, he's in the United States. And is that better for you? You like uh, a I do distance? like that, yeah, yeah. actually. Because it can keep the early part of the relationship going. Yeah, you going. could probably multiply like, it by three. So so four times three. Mm-hmm. Fez That's a used, long time. Fez <laughs> used to use the same bit when he had a girlfriend in Niagara Falls, Ontario. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. How'd that work for you? Uh, he got by with it on a few years for it. Yeah. going to see her later. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's crazy in bed. Got more time out of it than I expected. Mm. How did yeah. you meet your guy? Uh, we went on a trip to Las Vegas. Piano bar. Oh. Kind of. So you guys left. You went on, You met him in Vegas. He's a dealer. Yeah. He's a dealer at the Hard Rock. No, I don't. I don't like this. You want it? I'm done. Uh, uh, sorry, it was a casino joke. Didn't even make sense unless you I don't have know a gambling addiction. No. I know. If you had a gambling addiction, we'd all be laughing, oh. and this would really and that would have gone over well. They, yeah, they just you want to explain it to us? Like, well, the, the dealers go like this. When they're done their shift, to show oh. they got no chips on them. Okay. Um, I'm sure someone out there with a really bad card problem is having a wonderful time <laughs> right now. That was great. <laughs> that was funny stuff. I, no, I agree with you, though. I think there's a lot to be said for the long-distance affair. What you don't want to have, that's why having the affair with the neighbor is that's an awful the worst. thing. Are you Somebody, because somebody's going to go yeah. crazy. When you have a, uh, when you, well, I never talk about my family. Well, you don't ever talk about yeah, any of it? Yeah, on the, on the show. I never talk about the girls. But the, How when many you, girls are you married to? Uh, when you have uh, an affair with somebody in your building, and then it's it does. It's going to get it, ugly. Yeah, it's just terrible. Then what? Someone's going to have to leave. Oh, Hello? my God. Yeah, you're going to have to make the other person leave. And right? this is your big problem, right, Fez? This is one of your. Well, other he, he can't meet a girl because all the girls he likes are in his building. Mm. <laughs> See, Ma? Yeah, that's he wants why. to avoid any awkwardness <laughs> later on. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I understand. What? Um, but you, your shrink said you had a fear. What? I always feel like I have a fear of intimacy, like the actual. Well, because you're afraid of being dumped, like or having a sad moment. <laughs> well, Dude, that's... Your fear I don't mean dumped to the sea. What's that? <laughs> that's not your fear. What is he afraid of? He's afraid of being not accepted for for what he feels by his stupid things. family. Yeah, this isn't about it. I don't want to sleep with them. They are stupid. No, but you know, <laughs> not. It's so big. It's such an overwhelming presence in your mind that you can't possibly get that sort of excitement going in the place it needs to get going because you have this giant block in your head that says it's wrong but yet it feels so right but it's wrong <laughs> and i also think this i think some people are afraid to get what they want sure. because then they, they could lose it. it yeah sure. yeah yeah that's what the shrink says the real fear is that it's not being close to somebody, it's about being close to somebody and then leaving. Yes. She, she didn't what? say that, Ron. She didn't just say that, guess. Ron. I jumped ahead. Ron. That's coming later. That is inappropriate. <laughs> That's just wrong. Yes, very. Go on. Go ahead. And then, from, the, from the stop, I'm, I'm very confused. Not being close to someone, that's not the fear. It's, all right, we get the casino joke. Yeah, yeah, we get it. Disappointment. Who wants to be disappointed? But it's so, better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. 
I don't know. Do we not know that? I don't no, know. Haven't you been? In, haven't you broken up with someone ever? Oh no, I know you have not, <laughs> Fezzi. Sorry. Ouch. Oops. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had a relationship that didn't work out, and you still get to hold with you some of the memories from it? Yeah, but you only realize that with time. Immediately, it feels it's, awful. It's horrific. You know, I remember. It's air supply twenty four hours a day. I remember breaking <laughs> up with a girl like in elementary school, and it hurting as sure. much as any of the divorces. How you doing now? They what all. Hmm? What happened? Uh, she uh, started dating someone with hip huggers. And I didn't have them. I'm not going to lie to you here. Yeah. Um, but, you know, yeah, it's just that awful. So, yes, that's another thing. If you finally get happy, Fuzzy, mm-hmm. what are you going to talk about? You're, gonna, you're not going to have anything left. Because uh, 100% of what you talk about well, is miserable. You find something else to be miserable about. Don't you know that? Mm-mm. Just because you get happy from one thing doesn't mean the happiness lingers all across the board. It does not. All right, so you got nothing to look forward to. Right. Yeah, that doesn't sound all that great. Like, keeps going or going or something. <laughs> I just did hand gestures up and down. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't even the Energizer Bunny keeps going. I think people at home heard the moment of <laughs> silence they and they it? said she's probably <laughs> moving her hands up and moving her hands down. <laughs> and even if yeah. this was television, I know. this wouldn't My help. My gestures look, are really, I know. Look, this is how life goes. I've got a gift, it's Ron. Moving. Yeah. It's moving. <laughs> it sure is. Alexis and Jennifer are here from whatever with Alexis and Jennifer. You can hear them on Martha Living on Sirius XM Satellite Radio, Sirius 112 and XM 157. That's Monday through Friday, 5 to 7. You yeah. feel like this is helping you today, Fuzzy? Do you feel like... Uh, yeah, I do. Well, anytime you want to talk about how creepy your family is, just call me. <laughs> Will you give me your number? Sure. But th- does that feel good to you, that right off the bat you're saying it's your family's fault? Well, uh, part of it is. Yeah, not all of it. Well, the, I mean, the, it's the only his fault for giving is, into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's being yeah. a pussy. Right. But, How right. old are you? All right. How old are you? Well, well old enough. Okay, All so right, point, a girl. No, here's what it is. It's it's definitely they they started it by creating creating such an yeah, impressive raising atmosphere. you that way. And then now you need to like. Uh, but I'm the one the not getting past man it. up. But what do you? Right. There. You. But you said they want. So because don't you can't even follow along. Look how life works. I don't understand the gesture. Is that going upstairs? The it's and the simple. Downs, I know. It's simple. Please. Uh. But yes, it's at a certain point uh, you have to you have to just give. You have to give up. Like my dad, when I left when I was seventeen, my dad said it like this: "Call every once in a while, call." And that was it. So I see him at Thanksgiving. I think great things about my family. I think they're the best people. Once a year, Thanksgiving is enough. We catch up. I always like to do the before we eat. Who died? Just uh, get well, that's me. A, actually, as, get me up as to of speed. late with the news, I'm just like, who died today? Right. So it's always a good subject. But you email with your family. Yeah, I, I will email. But no phone. I don't, I don't like to do the phone thing because then there's the you know the conversation. Who hangs up first? I like to call and sometimes I say I'm calling from work because that's really important to my dad that I work. So I go, I'm calling from still, work. Still? I don't how, how have, old are you? I don't have a lot of time here. By the way, uh, your grandfather. Alright, talk to you later, man. Um, but here's here's what it all really comes down to, I think, but this meeting of the two shows. No one's happy. doesn't matter what situation. Why do we put such this emphasis this emphasis on how we feel it goes back to what I said to you earlier. Stop paying attention to yourself. Look outside. 
Take a look at the world. It's frightening, it's isn't it? Look outside, what? <laughs> you know, look inside yourself. Are you going very deep now? You know something? If I was sitting here and I had these platform shoes, <laughs> my life, well, I'd be looking down on everyone, mm. too. Yeah, well. That's all it takes. I'm short, okay? No, you're perfect. Thank you very you're much. You're perfect right now. Perfectly no, short. Yep. No matter how you come off on the TV show, because seriously, <laughs> just so you know, and I don't know whether you have an agent. Yeah. But if I was your agent, I would say you're struggling. <laughs> uh, you've got to work. You've got to be able to build some of these things. You know, I try. I'm, I'm much better. I'm much better in the kitchen than I used to be. Mm-hmm. The crafting is still not my strong suit. That's all right. Was this something you were just taught as a as a kid from Martha to were you you and Martha sure. in the kitchen? So yeah, I was always helping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And by the way, whether I'm, I wanted to or not, I'm erudite. <laughs> I'm a She's notary. She's too busy reading yeah. to. Uh, By the well. way, Fuzzy, now when you get a, a punchline, uh-huh. pause and <laughs> just throw that out there to let people know. It's almost like a clown horn. Like you had like a little clown horn there. Joke alert. Joke alert. Was that what that was? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> It's a little scary for a yeah, second. Well, you, know, well, you don't expect it. You don't see it coming. <laughs> no. That's the problem. You don't see it coming. And there too. it is. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Yep. All right, let me just say this about you ladies. You both cleaned up in front of yourself, but then you left the nasty, ugly things. But the fact that it just sits there it's makes me realize how dirty this place is. Why? You should realize. I would dim the lights if I were you. It's too bright in here. All right, let's bring the lights down, boys. Dim Let's bring them down because, lights, seriously, because tonight it's all the way. Oh, baby, turn off the old Victrola. Gonna dance the night away. Nothing love comes easy. easy. I think it's love don't come easy. What is it? No, it seldom does. Is love don't come easy? Yeah. Wow. When you find the perfect lover. Let it build you up. <laughs> not that, nothing. And now we have the mood lighting. Yeah, it's much better. Here's another interesting thing about down. Fez. Never in his life yeah. has he bought or listened to music. What? Does not enjoy music huh? at all. Says it sounds like what, Fez? Noise. Noise. What? And you've got a secret? Yes. What? And that isn't it. <laughs> that's one that's out. Are well, that's you why kidding? it's hard. Like, normally, secret people... Like music? Love music. Sure. Hmm. Yeah, just all seems like noise. I can't yeah, hear the lyrics. No. I love Thank music. you. That's perfect. <gasps> I, no? I love music. Music makes me... Music really does me. fill me up. It's not in that dirty sweet. way. Just, it is nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's starting yeah. to be. Uh, what were you saying about the music? You, you're agreeing I, with them? Um, I'm not a huge music person. I like... Uh, no music even for enjoyment. No, sometimes. Yeah. Definitely sometimes. But n- typically, I just... it's too loud for it's too loud for me to it's too much sound uh-huh right most of the time and i need i'd rather listen to the news mm-hmm. it's much easier for me to tune it out or just it for it to be back that is noise. me exactly uh-huh. so, yeah <laughs> so what are you gonna do so you would never say to yourself i'm going to relax a little bit 
have some wine, I'll put the news on and just sit here and enjoy the news. Yeah, just not music. Sure. Yeah, just not typically music. music. I no. drive with the music going. Love it. No, like when uh, Jennifer and I start to sing a song, do you guys ever start to remember old news broadcasts? And <laughs> start to repeat. <laughs> no, but I was definitely thinking about something else, like how annoying it was. But you was really fun. thought that we were annoying because Fez gets that way. If everyone sings like in a car, he sticks his head out the window like a dog. I don't blame right. him. He can't mm-hmm. handle it. Now, it's too much. It's coming from every direction. It's, the best scene it's in that everywhere. Movie. It's all did, over my head. It's did whirling you guys around. See the, see the movie? I think it's Step Brother. Yeah. Right. So there's the best scene in that movie is when they're all singing "Sweet Child of Mine" in the mm. car. You probably hated that. Fest. You guys want to sing "Sweet Child of Mine"? Alexis Fez. They wouldn't. No. Yeah. No. They would never. Boring group. What if we did the the girl version? With uh, Sheryl Crow. <laughs> no one ever brings that up. <laughs> I wonder why not. Uh, Dave, not a hit, the Sheryl Crow version. I know you're a big... Uh... No. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for the update. Didn't like the Sheryl Crow version very much. <laughs> so no Broadway for you, Fezzy? No. Uh, right. It's horrible. Broadway. Not a musical, anyway. You don't like Broadway? Oh, mm. It's torture. Yeah, a d- good bloody play or something. Depressing right. play. Or something. If I've got... Anytime I've gone to a show... One. Singular sensation. Or what I did for love. That's another good one. Kiss today, goodbye. And point me toward tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're just singing at me, Jennifer. That's right. (laughs) You know what's fun? Uh, There's four of us here. Two are happy, two are depressed. (laughs) (laughs) Fascinating. And then at the end of the night, uh, Jennifer will say, I worry about those two. I don't think they're going to stay together. <laughs> nah, I, I, I used to worry a lot more about Alexis than I do now. She's fine. She's yeah, not, she's fine? She's not. She's, are, are you still so depressed? Depends <laughs> on the day. Yeah. Have you ever been so depressed it's like suicidal depressed? Sure. Yeah. yeah. But never acted on it? No. Well, no, because no, she's alive. See, this is the... Well, I could have failed. I I have a gun, so I, that's what I would probably use. And I don't think I'd miss. See, this is what kills me. I always thought of myself as basically happy, but I've tried to kill myself hundreds of times. And I With know that... You mean by abusing yeah. drugs? Yeah, I just yeah, don't... Yeah, because when you abuse drugs, it's sort of like trying to kill yourself. Wow, that's really happy. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. This public service announcement brought, brought to you, you by... Yeah. Oh, that that you can do with other people <laughs> that you remember because it's not music exactly then it's just talking did when you were a little kid when you heard songs it was just making you cry well actually i hated anyone singing happy birthday to me at a birthday party well, that's when i was just a kid painful come on do you like it now it's horrible i get up and it's, leave it's, it's if the they worst, do it in a restaurant it? i get up and walk out when i was a child my eyes would just water why? Because it was because that was, painful to me sure maybe it was embarrassing nah, maybe actually it is embarrassing that's why they do it he doesn't want everybody looking at him. Yeah. Or loving him, caring about him. Are you talking about They his can leave family? the cake. <laughs> <laughs> leave the cake. Leave the cake and turn off the lights. <laughs> and then later you just push the plate under the door. Ladies, thanks so much Thank for stopping. You. Thank in. you for having thanks us on the show. Yeah. Now I know what's behind the curtain. Now yeah. So well, we <laughs> We shut the curtain because, uh, but the great thing here is the curtain's on the outside, so people can pull them <laughs> open anytime they want. I'm going to start doing this at my house. I'm going to put the curtains on the outside. <laughs> That's good. Let, let the people have the opportunity. <laughs> to look in. Well, thanks for having us. You can come on our show anytime. We will. When we come right. on your show, we'll talk about Fez's synesthesia. Fez sees colors. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, he's one of those. 
Wow, that's numbers fascinating. Are colors, yeah, it is. And people are numbers. Really? Give them what each color their number. am I? Or what number am I? Oh, uh, Alexis is a two, and Jennifer is a three. Wow, Jennifer, way to go. You beat Alexis what three to two. Mean? What does that what mean? Color two? I'm almost club closer to one. Two is, uh, well, that's his thing for shit. <laughs> What's our colors? Do they get colors? No, the numbers <laughs> would have colors. What number does what color, what color does does number five have? have? Five is orange. And what's three? Three is a reddish pink. I love pink. Do you like nice. pink? Yeah. Good and two? Two is blue. Mm, love blue. Well, she is blue. All right, it all works <laughs> all right. out then. Yeah. Thank perfect. you. All right. Thanks for having me. Life us. is perfect. It is. Isn't it great? So great. Whatever right. with Alexis Bye, and Jennifer on Sirius 112 and XM 157, the Martha Living Channel. And you guys make sure you grab a free mattress on your way out. <laughs> Have a we great will. time. Thanks. That's it for us. See you guys tomorrow. Uh, that's the Ed Dubai Show. Dog. Things like that drive me out of my mind. I watched it for a little while. I love to watch things on TV